Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. up everybody tea for tuesday kind of <laughs> welcome in everybody that was like a i don't know what that was it, it, i don't know what the hell it is now <laughs> tea for tuesday yeah you get full, a time out for that yeah give me, a, give me a give me a full welcome in everybody happy sports take day every day is sports take day it doesn't matter if it's a tuesday or a friday or a saturday i am rob ellis along with uh Derek gunn barrett brooks what's up fellas how we doing I'm good, man. I'm good. What about you guys? You, what, what's it, what, Gunner, you having a tough day so far? What's that? What's happening there, man? Oh, man. My wife leaves town, and I'm stuck here with all these workers. And uh, I looked outside a little while ago, and my backyard is destroyed. Uh-oh. I take pride in my grass, you know, and the guy who cuts my grass, he cuts it, you know, this way and then this way, so it looks like a baseball field. You know, oh, that's outfield. awesome. Yeah, that yeah, the, the outfield cut, I love that. I just looked outside a little while ago. They got an excavator out there, miles of dirt, miles of gravel. And I'm saying, I got to wait till next year to enjoy my backyard. Now, but when it's finished, it'll be nice. But it's just, you know, my wife will get what she wants, which is the patio extended and pavers on the ground. So I, she's forcing me to put two of my grills on the lower level now. I had five grills on the deck which was convenient for me. And I try to explain to her when winter comes and the rare snow we get, I don't like walking through all the snow just to cook and then bring all that mess back through the kitchen. But, you know, I lost again. Shockingly, you're not getting your way. This is, this just in. Yeah. (laughs) What a surprise. No, it's not breaking news, Derek, that you're not getting your way, man. And I'm sitting there going par for the course. We see everybody. What's up, Fred? What's up, Adam, William, Showtime, our girl Chris in Hawaii. Uh, Mrs. Brooks checking in. Hello, Mama Brooks. Adam, Jabari. How we Mama doing? Brooks, you need to be on the show this week. We need you, Mama Brooks. We need, we you. need you on the show. We've Special already, guest. We've already, we've already discussed this. Uh-oh. Already discussed this. What, happened, and, so what happened? How did the discussion go? No, no, I'm talking about me and you guys. We, we've discussed it. Well, why can't we discuss <laughs> it with Mama Brooks? Yeah. Mom, mom, is, mom is chilling right now. She's she actually making me uh, a seven-up uh, pound cake. So, oh, those are she, good. Yeah, she's okay. she's busy right now. Okay. Well, well can't she make the cake an hour later and and, and join her new? Yeah, she can't take new... ten minutes away and join why, us. Why do you guys want to hamper progress? <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? And, and and she can join her new stepsons for ten minutes. Well, bro, I'm just saying, why are you making? Why are you gonna make her? Um, you know, this is this is progress, man. She's making some things happen right now. 
All right, that's all. Well, can't she make them happen 10 minutes after we talk to her? We'll talk to her tomorrow. What? I'll talk to her about tomorrow. That doesn't mean she's going to be on. No, 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 no. He's, pull, he's pulling a D-gun now. No, yeah. no, no, no. no. <laughs> he's parsing no. his words very carefully. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Boy, there you go, D-gun star in trouble, man. I just, I just, I just, you know, put the dumpster fire you had yesterday. I just put it out, you know, the past day and a half, man. <laughs> it is still raging. I don't look, know if it's right, put out right. yet. Look, look, look. Here, here's, here's where I look at it. It must be a really slow summer for a lot of people. If they jump on that and run with it for as long as they have, it's 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 a it's a it's a comment. It was about one day, and I'm not gonna keep rehashing this. It was about one day, one practice, okay? And people have lost their doggone minds behind this. But you know what? There's a, and I'm not gonna say any names. But as soon as I say this, I want you guys to think for a moment. In all the time that you've been a part of the Philadelphia media, think of five, and five is a low number. Think of five media people in this town that stirred up that has stirred up hornet's nest on a regular basis more so than I ever will with non-factual information. Thank you, and, and I'm talking about I'm not even talking about news people. I'm thinking of just five sports people. I easily come up with five in the last 25 years. Yeah, you know. So the bottom line is, you know what? Yesterday was somebody else. Today is me. Tomorrow to be somebody else. K Sarah Sarah. Life well, goes on. Go ahead, Barry. You you were you're right about this. There's nothing going on, and well, I mean, the the Phillies are the team that's playing right now. But you know, it's a long it's 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 a long time that we don't have any Eagles news, or I mean, any news you get right now is usually bad news. Put it like that. So, um, no news at all is good news. But it just so happened you're in the know. So since you're in the know. A lot of the times, the responsibility of, of bringing up something comes to you because you know, and your insider information, your insider trading is is a lot better than most. I'm a lot more reliable than most. Thank you, but the funny part about it is, according to all the experts on Twitter, I don't know anything. Fake news. I made it up. I'm getting clickbaits for our show. I was loud. I'm reading all these. Uh, I'm reading all of these comments yesterday. I'm howling, laughing. Well, AJ Brown, uh, whoop your ass. Yo, so what? Make sure it's on camera because he'll be working for me. <laughs> Make sure it's on camera. Make sure, and every now that everybody's rolling phones and stuff, just give me a copy of the video. I'll give it. I'll give somebody ten percent. He'll be working for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, look, it, it, two things, right? It's slowest time of year, really, legitimately, sports talk wise. We're two weeks away from training camp today. Two weeks, right? So there's not a well, ton you, going on. In our old shop, in your old shop, my still my shop, we used to have off this like for a week during this time period because there was no news. Right. right. So you it's it, no, I agree with you, Barrett. It's that. And it's the quarterback. And anytime you're talking about a quarterback in this city or really any NFL team, but especially in cities, you know, like Philadelphia, Boston, you know, whatever, New York, um, it's a big deal and people get territorial and people want to pick sides. It's like politics. And people go to extremes and they jump on one side, jump on the other. Oh, it's yeah. like, if, if think yeah, about it, if what, what, what you actually said was what you heard was he had a bad day. Okay. That, that's you. The, you said that exactly. A bad day. Right. So that's you just, broke it down as far as to say a practice. Right. Yeah, and here, here's the thing people keep saying how do you get sacked in seven on seven? And Barrett explained it very eloquently. Coaches stand there with, you know, watching him time it. If a quarterback's holding the ball four or five seconds, they equate that to a sack. That's absolutely. all. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's been standard norm for years. 
just like they say, uh, a heavy a heavyweight fight is, 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 is you know each round is like three three minutes. Well, as an offensive lineman, three seconds, three and a half seconds is equivalent to that heavyweight fight because you're going at it for yes. for three and a half seconds. And once you enter into that four and five second range, <laughs> it's usually not good football being played then. You know what I'm saying? It's usually going all to heck right then. You I know agree. I'm not, I'm not laughing at you, Barrett. Look at Dan Celio's comment. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, wait, uh, hold on. Tuning in for one reason. My wife fired me from grilling. Barrett, D-Gun, I need help. Oh, please. You, you can't. Steak. See, that's a trap. You can't hey, burn steaks. Bro, Big Seals, you cannot burn steaks. That's, that's, Come on, Seals. Actually, that's... Seals, I like it well done, man. So I'm, I'm, you'd be good at my house. Tell me, Rob. Rob, you, I, I, I'm sure you've talked about this, but you eat a steak well done. Well done. I like my no hamburger pi- well done, my steak well done, everything I cook well done. No pink in a steak at all. No, zero. So you eat it that way. Yeah. So, so no. So no I juices see him in even his, as a kid. No Can juice. You see Rob even as a kid. Ugh, oh, I, I will. I'll. 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 I'll do it. If, if there's pink in there. So yeah. no juices flowing from the steak at all. Nothing. Juiceless. Yeah, I like it juiceless. <laughs> So I'm basically, serious, you, you want steak jerky is what you want. Yes, that's what I want. And it's still saying not oh. like a rock, though. All right, maybe he took it a little too far, but I like it well. Let me put it to that way. Yes, man, you can't oh. you can't burn a steak, man. You can't. That's 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 cooking taboo. Uh huh. You can't. What were so you cooking? Here, here we go. Oh, what? God. Oh. We do have, it's not true. Look, we don't eat steak. They, the comes, kids can't order Chinese. More of the the of the slander. Okay, not wait, wait, true. Wait. We do have steak. According according to the wife, when you go out, yeah, that's a bad source. My wife's to, a bad source. Are you calling your wife a liar? I'm saying she embellishes sometimes. See, whoa, whoa, whoa. see I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna start. See, Derek is Derek yeah. Derek's a button pusher. He's Woody Woodpecker. That's what that's what James Palmer called him yesterday. You are Woody Woodpecker. Right. Yeah. He did call him. That. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, here, here it is. Now I'm just here comes I'm gonna get killed now. Here, 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 here we go. Uh, I gotta chill. So hold on, man. Medium rare is the only when, way. Yeah. When did you start eating steaks? Have you been this way your whole life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. see, I can't I can't do the Brandon Jackson. I, I can't do medium rare. I, when I cut into my steak, I don't want to see flesh like you get when you get a cut. You see the white under your skin, you know. Oh. I can't eat steak like that. I got I got friends that eat steaks. They want their steaks like rare. Yeah, still medium moving. rare. Like still, 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 yeah. I can't do it. And I've tried it. And I've t- you know, and I've tried it both ways. And it's like I'm it's like eating it right out of the pack. You took it out from the grocery store. I can't do that. Bro, look at this. When I like I was, mine medium. Yeah. Well, see, when I was young, man, when I was young, when um uh, when my parents were still married and we were, my pops was in the service. I can remember I was around six years old and it was this German lady that lived in the same building as us, back at the other end of the building. And she said in Germany, it was a delicacy for, for some people to eat raw hamburger. You just put onions and, and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. a raw hamburger. You just put, um, you just put green peppers and, um, and onions in it, and oh. and you season it, and they would eat it that way. Oh, and I saw her eating. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And, and I have an uncle it. who did that. That's that's nasty. That is, dude. Raw yeah. meat. Yeah, we would have yeah. cook. We would have cookouts. You don't need to do your raw. Oh my god, no. Rob, 
<laughs> Hold no. up, not, not raw sushi. I'm, I'm raw sushi. No, no, no sushi. Just, no sushi. What, yeah, none. No sushi. Period. No. <laughs> Dude, it's healthy for you. The yeah. rice is touching the fish. Look, man. there's a lot of stuff that's healthy. <laughs> I just I don't want to eat it. Wait, wait, wait. You and you and try cook sushi. Ah. Uh, you know, with the rice and, and, and the uh, seaweed and the little piece of crab like meat rice. and a little piece of crab meat, a little piece of shrimp in it. Nah. You know, so, I'm, like, so, I'm not like a crustacean guy. So according according to the wife, wait, wait, you don't like seafood? Not really, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. man. No. Yo, your family should basically kick you out of the house and just right. they, 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 eat, they eat what they want to eat. This is far. That's not far, according to you. And your your daughter your daughter said they're not allowed to order Chinese food. Your true. wife said you don't eat steak at dinner because they can't have it the way they want it unless oh. you have steak jerky. I mean, sir, what are you a food a food Gestapo or something like that? I, I, I'm you? not. Like they can eat whatever they want. I eat what I want. I'm not oh. forcing my stuff on anybody so, else. So so what are family meals like? Bro. Um, now that they're older, man, they Bob has dry rarely... Cheerios. Everybody else says vegetables. Bro, that's just. Not eat would, together I, much anymore. I, 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 right. Canned I, I, tuna I, I, fish. Oh my god! Oh, look at what Maggie just put there now. <laughs> I, I only can if I mix it with some mayo. I'll have tuna fish. Yes, <laughs> it's about the extent of my fish eating. I did okay. have blackened blackened grouper in Clearwater, which was I did That's like. So good. It's I so did good. like that, and it's killer down there. It's killer. See, here's yeah. how I like my tuna fish. I like my tuna fish. You know, mix it with a little mayo, and I'll take uh, soft boiled eggs and, and smash them up and put them in there as well. Mm. That. Is a great tuna fish sandwich. You know, you put a little bit of um, mustard Pap in it. Also, it'll it'll give a little tang. And paprika, sprinkle some paprika yep. on it. Yep. Oh my goodness! See, Rob, you gotta expand your palate, bro. Um, Rob and I got we gotta take you to rehab, food rehab, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. So you've I never had you. you've never had things like fried oysters. Oh, oh look, he's already cringing, man. Come I'm on, man. Hey, bro. When I was in college, though, here's another story. I'm sorry, man. I I just love to tell stories, man. I would. Um, I was in college, and we went to University of Colorado to play them. And a bunch of us went to this restaurant, and they had fried Rocky Mountain oysters, and they had um, raw Rocky Mountain oysters. And one oh, of the oh, no. no, no, ordered the raw Rocky Mountain. No, oysters. no, no, no. Then they said, "Here, you want you want you taste this?" And I looked at them like, "Oh, bro, hell no, I'm not uh -oh. touching that." And uh -oh. I didn't. And the other guy, well, I'll take the fried, and he ate them. And yeah. it wasn't until after they had ate them, and then we went back to the room. I mean, back to the um, back to the to the you know the hotel we were staying at, and we're in a meeting. And dude described and told us exactly what they were. Yes. That I I, I promise you, bro. I wouldn't have went on that team because I I'd have whooped him something good, bro. <laughs> I'd have beat him. Everybody does. Everybody know what Rocky Mountain oysters. Are? Well, it's just tell them. Yeah, just tell them. It's 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 bull testicles. Uh, cojones. No. Um, yeah, balls. Uh, I've, I've sat at tables with people. I've sat at tables with pr friends in Colorado because there's a restaurant called the Buckhorn, um, which is uh, the oldest restaurant in Denver. Food mm -hmm. is fabulous. They, you know, not only can you get steak, but you can get stuff like uh, uh, bison, ostrich, elk, deer. Before. I love it. I've had all those, and mm -hmm. they're they're so good. Um, but so, Rob, you wouldn't try like a, a well done bison steak. I would probably try that. Yes, I would probably try that. Yes. Oh, yeah, something like that, I probably should. What about ostrich? Oh, boy. Can we just let's let's do baby steps. Let's go bison and we'll we'll, and we'll Come see. On, you know, I, Come on, Rob. Come on. Tony Luke's down in Tony Luke's in Philadelphia. Back when yeah. I first got to um when I first got to the league, 
I used to have to buy the offensive line breakfast sandwiches sometimes. Right. And guys like Guy Mack and, and Ryland McKenzie, oh, they yeah. wanted ostrich sandwiches because the meat was more leaner. It actually yeah. looked like cheesesteak, yeah. but it's oh, more yeah. leaner. So that they used to make me get them ostrich ostrich steaks instead of cheese steaks. Were they good? Have you did you ever have one? Yeah, they were, they were pretty good. They were pretty okay. good, you know. But I mean, they were getting them because they were more healthier. But then they put eggs and potatoes and peppers right. and onions on it, also. You know what I'm saying? But they were trying to be healthy about it, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't so, so, so do you eat vegetables? Yes. You I'll sure, eat. Matt, Maggie, can you verify this? No, I do. I'll eat like string beans, uh, corn, broccoli, okay, uh, All right. carrots. Yeah, no, no, okay. you know. I used to, I used to, I used to sit. So my, when I was a kid, it like my parents were the type like, okay, you're gonna eat what's on your plate, and you're gonna sit there till it's done. Okay. Like, you know, one of those. So there'd be some battles, like some really long <laughs> sessions okay. while I'm sitting there, you know, and there was stuff in front of me that I didn't want to eat. Let's just now, put it that way. Now, there, now, there's one food that I loved as a kid because we'd only eat it once a year. It had to be either. Christmas or New Year's Day that I will not touch again. And Barrett, you know what I'm talking about? Chitlins. Chitlins, yeah. That's that's pig intestines. It's basically it's the stomach lining of the pig. And <laughs> and you would buy them and you would buy them, Rob, in like a 20-gallon bucket frozen at a grocery store. So you always had them. So you always so you say you thought and here's how you could you thaw them out. And my parents, I never could understand. I never I never really paid attention to it, but I always noticed it. When they would clean them, you have to clean the fat off them because they would be in strips or, yeah. or you know, and they would always wear rubber gloves when they clean them, because as soon as they thawed out and were you know clean them, your house smelled like a sewer. Yeah, that's how bad they, they were. And yes. bro, I I don't I, I only ones that I would eat is the ones that my dad would pick because he would be meticulous as that you know. Mm -hmm. And I can remember one time, man. Um, I at first, you know, got married to my wife and her family ate them. And, oh, yeah. um, and I was looking at them. I was like, I wasn't going to eat them. I was looking at them and there was a piece of corn inside. Of them. I'm like, oh. yo. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm done. Like, I wouldn't be able to eat for days. <laughs> I wouldn't be hungry for days after that. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. We, would, we would always have them like clockwork, uh, like I said, Christmas Day or, or New Year's Day. <laughs> And we'd always have family get together, so my dad and mom, my dad and mom would make them. Um, and I, we'd always have with cornbread, candy yams, greens, like some kind of either just uh, collard greens or a combination of like oh, collard God. mustard greens combined. Um, and and and, and it, I think the last time I ate them, I was about eighteen or nineteen. And then after that, to this day, I've never had. Um, uh, what's that? What's that? What's that meat that Philly loves? Not spam. What's it called? Uh, Roasted it's like pork? spam. Pork? No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh uh, scrapple. scrapple, scrapple, scrapple. Yeah. Uh, to no, this no, day, I've never had scrapple. I've never had scrapple. No, I know what it is. See, I've never. Had... My, my parents used to have it for breakfast. I, I, I no. no. I said, man, People I, I know I still have it for breakfast or sandwich. Yep, that's the embarrassing sandwiches. I'll give you one funny. Go ahead, go ahead. Here, here's. I came close. To try and scrapple, people kept saying, you know, especially friends that live in Delaware that are from Philly. Digon, you got to try scrapple. You got to try breakfast food with eggs and toast. Right. I'm like, no, I ain't doing it. So I was close to trying it, and this is probably like ten years ago. And you know, one of my favorite shows is The Dirtiest Job. 
You ever watch that show? The yeah, Dirtiest Job? Yeah, with, uh, what's his name with the deep voice? The guy does the narrations for Deadliest Catch? Yeah. Mike Rowe. Yeah. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know why I was channel surfing and I came on The Dirtiest Job. They were at a Scrapple plant in Delaware. So I said, I got to wow. see this. So they take you through the process. You know, he has to clean up all the mess, you know, every time he does something. But the, you know, they also show you the process of what Scrapple is and how it's made. Oh. I cured me right there. I said, I ain't never eaten that. Now I've eaten some foods. Bologna. Make me, huh? Bologna and hot dogs. Bologna and hot dogs are the same thing. I know, but you know what? Right. Scrapple, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I Scrapple. I love Scrapple. I like I'll never eat liver. I, I'm, I'm grown now, so I'll never eat liver. I am yeah, my grown. Parents, I'm a my grown parents man. make us eat liver, man. We, right, yeah, right. I'm a grown liver. man. I, I tell liver. my mom now, nah, I'm not eating no liver. Period. Hey man, when, when I saw Scrapple Man, they put the beaks in there, the feet, oh. the, 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 the butt, <laughs> the butt, the butt, the cheeks. The cheeks. Bro, you a classic. You you were on time today, man. Because that, bro, you just made my day. I'm 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 good for the rest of the day, man. Right, I'll, I'll, let me give you let me give you one. So, so when I was a kid, like I said, it was a battle all the time, right? So uh, my, we had my we were eating we were having I forget what we were having, but we had uh, string beans with the meal. Okay, that was the veggie. I didn't love string beans. I wasn't a huge fan, but I could I could eat them. They were okay. I wasn't up for it that day. So the move, what I used to do was I'd put a ton of them in my mouth and I'd pretend like I was going upstairs and going to the bathroom and I'd spit them oh. into the toilet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a vet, bro. You're a vet. Well, this time I, I forgot to flush. So <laughs> I leave. I go, oh, yeah, I ate. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my dad goes up there, and he looks in the bowl, and he's like, what the hell is this? And he, he, they're string beans. <laughs> so he comes back downstairs. I'm like in the basement. I don't want to. So he comes back down. He says, come here. Come on up to the, I got to talk to you for a minute. I'm like, what's up? He's like, uh, I found your, you know, your stash of string beans in the uh, toilet. So I got them out, and I heated them up for you, and they're on your plate, and you're going to eat them. <laughs> Oh, no, like, no, 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 what? no. He's like, yep. no. yeah, you want to waste food? Guess what? Let's go. Sit down. And you're not you're not getting up till it's done. I'm like, oh. oh. So I sat there and I'm sweating. I'm like, no way did he really try and is he doing this? And I'm like, he's like, you're eating those. Or you're not, you know, you got to go out with your friends or any of I'm like, so I ate them. I ended up eating them. Which he was what? totally met. No, he messed with me. I know. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he he flushed those, but there was still some left, and that's what they were. But it was yeah. a lesson learned. So oh, I'll give you one man. other one. So I used to sometimes, if it was like we'd have pork chops. Oh, I love I'd pork stick chops. Them, I'd stick them in my pocket sometimes if I didn't feel like eating them. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You don't like pork chops? I do like them. I just sometimes as a kid, I wasn't, you know, whatever. I'm Maggie, making pork chops tonight. Maggie, have you ever had pork chops at the dinner table? No, I do. I'm making them tonight. I swear to you. Uh, so uh, well, the I'll go. I'll go get them. I'll show you in a second. Um, <laughs> wait. So, so why do you strong arm your family in, when it comes to food groups? Your daughter confessed to us, Barrett. What did she tell us? She did what did she that, tell us, Barrett? She 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 made it very apparent that you know. You can't we, order we Chinese food. Yeah, we in the we don't order house. Chinese food when Dad's home. What? You can't order <laughs> hey, dude, I will say this: it's what? like a mini celebration of I'm not, I'm not around for dinner, and that's true. <laughs> so I stuck the pork chops in my pocket, and I'm, I went down the street to play with my buddy, and he had dogs, and the dogs go ape shit. No, okay? <laughs> like, uh, no, yeah. 
and they're trying to get in my pockets. They're like tackling me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know what's going on? You forgot oh, about it, turned, it, right? Yeah, I totally forgot <laughs> I had them in my pocket. It turned into like a whole thing, a whole thing. Oh, so le- two lessons. I never again spit out my string beans in the toilet, and I never stuck my pork oh. chops in my pockets anymore. So did you see? The, uh, uh, did did you see Xander's comment in a private chat? He eats scrapple every weekend. That every explains week. a lot about you, Xander. That explains yes. an awful lot about you. I get up yeah. in the morning, man. I cut some scrapple up, man. And I fry them. I actually deep fry them in a, in a fryer. But, I, but when I take I, this, is what I do, I'll take them, and I'll um, I'll uh, take flour and I'll dip them in flour on both what? sides, you know, with a little seasoning, and I fry it like I fry chicken, and they get them, make some real crispy, and make, you know, make an egg, and then uh, you know, put it on like a, a toast, um, yeah, toast, or maybe even a, um, a English muffin or something. Amazing, bro. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, okay, I, I'm catching my oh heat. My I got you. Showtime. Dad, dad's good story there. Yeah. Look, there was. There's a lot more. We we, we have plenty of time. We're gonna be here for a long time. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I love it, man. I, I'll dude, them out. I can't give them all oh, out every, you know, in one hey, sitting. But there's a lot more. Day, the other day, uh, I went to uh, I went to Walmart, and I saw some of that Japanese Kobe. I don't know what it's called. I don't know how you say it. Kobe uh, beef. No. Yeah. It's, it's no. It's, it's a name for it. it's like. Um. Let me let me see. Let me look it up. Was, wasabi, yeah, something like that. And I'm yeah. talking about not wasabi, wasabi's the, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the that's, I don't need it. It's called Wag, what's it? Wag, Wagu, 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 yeah. Well, whatever it is, is you know, W A G Y U, yeah. And stuff is so expensive, man. But yes. I bought it anyway. It was like a little bitty steak like this. And I bought how much it, you, it was, it was how much you pay for it? Whoa, oh, so, that's a snack but, for you, man, right? So I brought it home. Because there was nobody at the house. I brought it home. Said, I'm, like, I'm cooking for myself. I'm good. So, you know, everybody else was gone. So I bought it. It was a $30 steak. I'm like, you know, let me try it. You know what I mean? Because it was only this big. I just see it was a $30 steak and it was a T-bone or something. But it was about this big. So I went online and I watched the, um, I watched the uh, YouTube on how you're supposed to cook it. And I cooked it that way. And they said, just put just a little bit of salt and a little bit of pepper on it. It doesn't need anything else. Right. And cook it in butter. And I did that, bro. Bro, I was so mad I only got that little bitty piece, man. I started to get up, put my shoes back on, and go back to the store and get another piece. That's how good it was. Wow, man. My, my wife my wife and I, we used to love to. You know who has some of the best crab legs? Acme. And oh, Acme, yeah, yeah. You, you get them frozen, but they steam them for you right there. And they had the old base seasoning. So we used to do at least once a month, my wife and I, we'd buy like six, seven pounds, share with the kids. Yeah. You know, that was when it was like, <clears throat> you know, fifteen ninety nine a pound, sixteen ninety nine a pound, and even when it got up to nineteen ninety nine a pound, we'd do it occasionally. You know, mm-hmm. but it would be better when the kids would all be gone. Then my wife and I was splurging ourselves. <laughs> we did, we did, but now that it's like twenty five, twenty six ninety nine a pound, oh heck no, I'm, no. I'm not doing it. Not doing no. it anymore. I so. hear you, man. I hear you. Um, oh, all right, that was an interesting segment. Uh, so when we come back, <laughs> when we come back, all right, stay there. I'm going to show you. I'll prove to you I'm making pork chops tonight. You guys talk a bunch. I'll grab one sec. Stay. All right, all right. Yeah. I thought he was. Bro. I thought he was going to get him out of the cubby hole behind him. Right. <laughs> he got up and turned. I'm like, he's got steaks in the in the in the in the, right, in the right. closet. There's everything back there, bro. There's, a, there's kids. There's there's another family underneath there, man. Dude, we gotta we gotta okay. change his eating habits, man. We gotta. T- All right, Rob. Okay. All right, okay. All Are you right. believing me now? Okay, there's the. So how you gonna cook them though? So how so, you gonna cook so them? So how? Yeah, how are you preparing them? I, I'm not. I. I, I Look, guess he's I can do nervous. Grill. 
I'll go Great. grill to, in yeah. your honor tonight. I'll grill them. How's yeah. that? There you go. There no. you go. There you go. Okay. Or, or we, you we're don't want to go outside in the heat. We try to work with you. We, we definitely try right. to work with you. We're All right. With... <laughs> or, 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 or Rob, if you if you, if you don't want to go program. out, of, you don't want to go yeah. outside in the heat because it's ninety two degrees, and I know you're a little soft and you're a little concerned about getting you know darker <laughs> complexion. Um, if you don't want to go outside in the heat, here's what you do: you take them, yeah. put them in a bag of flour. You know, right. get your little grease in a skillet and and get the grease nice and hot and fry them. Fry the pork chops like you fry chicken, yeah, like you yeah. fry chicken. But don't overdo pork chops because it's so thin. Don't I'm, overdo it. Let me tell you, yeah, you got to be careful with them. I know fried yeah. pork chops is the best. All right, I will give you. I'll too. give you a review how it goes tomorrow. No, no, no. Tomorrow. We'll ask Maggie for the review. We don't trust your review. We'll ask, ask me Maggie. instead. All right, no, Maggie's no, gonna no, be busy no. tomorrow. No. No. Maggie might okay. disappear by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't heard from her on the chat in a while. <laughs> All right, so we come back, guys. We're going to hit a bunch of different things. There's a lot going on with the Phillies, man. There's a lot going on with the Phillies. So Maggie's saying keep them away from the grill. All right, so a lot going on with the Phillies. Yeah, so, especially um, when you put charcoal in gas grills. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. Um, I, I love a couple of things we're going to do for Eagles-wise here a little bit later. Biggest concerns and thing you have the most confidence in. We're going to do NFL hot seats uh, a little bit later. Boom, bust, NFL. Five Eagles of most importance. We got all kinds of stuff that we're going to be doing uh, a little bit later in the show. So don't go anywhere. Some Flyers, interesting moves that may lead to something pretty big, which I'll tell you about in a little bit as well. So don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, finances. Finances, man, you work too hard and earn that money and, and try and take care of your family. You work too hard to do that, to not put your money in the hands of the right person. I got the right person for you for your finances, and that's Jim Murray. I can tell you from personal experience, I trust him with my finances and principal financial group, whether it's retirement planning for you, 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business, and you're trying to set up employee benefits, whatever the case may be. And even if you're not sure, can he help me with this? You can always reach out. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Along with the chair, that is Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm sure Barrett will be back momentarily. Maybe, maybe he's uh, he's dipping into some of the cake that that uh, that Mama Brooks was making. You're muted, Gunner. He probably went to go test the batter that she's making for the for the pound cake. Probably. Dude, my, my wife recently made a uh, lemon pound cake. Mm-hmm. She made two of them because they went so fast. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness lemon pound cake is so good yeah I, hear I, only, you, man. I only get my cake my favorite cake nobody else in the house likes it but me i get my cake once a year and that's my birthday german chocolate cake that's it but i love a good german chocolate cake with walnuts and, and the coconut i'm not a big coconut fan on cakes and stuff but on german chocolate cake that's the her, that's the gunner birthday cake yes and her cakes are so moist man it's there like you go Oh my goodness! But he's yeah. back. There he is. Oh, there he he's is. Barrett. You go taste good? The, went to taste the Brooks cake. compound. Everything all right? You're muted. You're muted, dude. That was the quickest three minutes of my life, bro. I know, man. <laughs> Did you Dang. taste the cake batter? I said you went to taste the cake batter. No, I think I got overruled. About oh no, what? it's not happening now. No. Oh, good. Well, she got time to come on the show then, Mama Brooks. No. You got time. It, she's changed it to chocolate because my grandson wants chocolate cake. I know. Don't you hate that? That's not bad though. Chocolate cake's still strong. Yeah, but you know it's, what? You know what? Yeah, uh, it's my house. You, it makes you feel like you're the lowest man on the totem pole. <laughs> right. See, it's my, my house. With my wife, it's like whatever her son wants or whatever the grandkids want. Now they take precedent, man. What, yeah. what about what about you're what pushed I want? aside? Doesn't matter. I know, no, man. You're yesterday's news, man. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. I know. See, that's why I know. I know when my time comes, my kids gonna put me in a wheelchair and just roll me in a ditch somewhere and leave me. I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> I know it's gonna happen. I'm just, just I'm planning for hell. It. Just down a hill. Bye I'm bye. For yep. I'm planning yeah. for it right now. I know. I know, man. Um, all right. So I want to hit you with a couple things, guys. So Phillies lose again last night. They lost two in a row now uh to close out that that series in St. Louis. They split the series two two against the cards. They're forty six and forty one on the season. They lost six one. It was a, a lackluster offensive performance. Hop- Hoskins went yard early. And nobody did anything after that. And they, they believe it or not, guys, they had one runner in scoring position. Yep. In yep. the ninth, when the game was basically over, it was garbage time. That was yep. it. It was bad. Nola was dealing early and then fell apart. It kind of looked like last year, Nola. I don't know what happened there. He got away from his fastball. Dude, he still pitched a pretty good game. You know, the one, he, the one stretch innings, it was the third and fourth inning. He threw a total of 14 pitches. 
just 14 pitches wow. in two innings. In the fifth inning, he threw 30 pitches. And that's what he was doing. <laughs> and I know we've talked about this before, but I want, I, want, I want to talk a little bit about Nola because if I was there in Nola, I would just go sit in the corner by myself and just ponder life. <laughs> you know, because when you look at him, you know, his last uh, eight starts, last seven starts, he's uh, pitched a minimum seven innings in his last seven starts. Over those starts, he's gone four and three. Over his last four starts, he's lost three out of four. And, okay, he got rocked a little bit but uh, yesterday. But before that, against Washington, he goes seven and two-thirds. He gives up three runs, uh, struck out three through 97 pitches. They lose to all teams, Washington, three to two. Then before that, seven innings, seven hits, one run, two walks, 10 Ks. He loses one nothing to San Diego. I mean, this dude can't get a break to save your life, man. It's like, it's just, it's just, and he's five and seven. He's pitched much better than five and seven oh, this year. Yeah, you throw his record out. His record's oh my goodness. His record is has yeah. There's, no, there's nothing to, to really dig into that. It's about his ERA. Yeah, and you're right. The other thing is, you're. It's hard to work that way. It's hard to work when you have very little support. You have very little wiggle room. You, you feel like you can't. You got to nibble sometimes, as opposed to just really go after people. So there's a lot that plays into it when you get no run support. He could definitely sue for support, man. That's for sure because he got it. Dude, Falter goes out, they score eighty thousand runs. You know, Nola goes out, they can't scrap up three runs half the yeah, time. Yeah, you know, Jeez. and it is crazy. It, it, the way it, that happened, that used to happen to Cole Hamels a lot. Um, you know, it's just weird. It just happens sometimes with certain wow. certain pitchers, and he's definitely well, one of them. Um, but still, I won't complain, bro. I won't complain because um, I, I always feel as though we have a shot whenever he's on the mound, number one. But whenever the Phillies take the field, you know, I, I really think that we have a shot these days as opposed to, you know, the past 10 years. There's an opportunity for us to have some success. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've had that type of um, feeling for, True. for the uh, Phillies. True. Yeah. The top two of the rotation. I mean, every time out, you, you feel good. Uh, and and Schwarber's sure. sure spoiling us. I mean, I was I was disappointed last night. He didn't send one. I was like, he didn't get a hit? Sure. I Wait. know. Sure. I know. No hey, the way was pretty cool this morning, uh, right before we came on, he posted on his Instagram that he will compete in the home run derby. Good. So that's awesome. Good for him. That, that, that's going to be cool out in L.A. Yeah. to see him taking some hacks. He's in the All-Star game, too, in addition to that. Um but they, they dodged a big bullet last night as well, man. So Bohm slides into second, and it looked nasty. I mean, his finger was sideways, man. And he got up and mouthed the words, it's broken yep. right away. So you're thinking to yourself, here we go. It turns out it was only easy for me to say, but only dislocated, which is a huge break. Yeah, They set it back in place already last yep. night. He I may be thinking, able to go yeah. Friday. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking to myself, oh, man, I mean – with the injury bugs just killing us, you know, we won't be successful. Not because we don't have the talent. It's because injuries is putting us behind the buck. But, hey, when I look at that, it's just like football. Take them two together. Let's go. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I've, dislocated, I've dislocated fingers playing pickup basketball, pop it back in place, keep playing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah they mean, seem pretty optimistic about it. So, I, you know, look, he can't play anyway these next two games. That, that's the right. other big story that we, we need to get to now. So, Bohm, Realmuto, Nola, and Gibson. Gibson has an underlying health issue, um, just for what it's worth. Uh, the other three do not. Um, but none of them are eligible because they're not vaccinated to play in Toronto. Canada has very strict rules. If you're not vaccinated, you can't come into the country. Hence, the, they can't play. Okay. So, it's a two-game series, and those guys can't play. 
Um, so Bo wouldn't, wouldn't would be able to go country. anyway for, for what it's worth. If he go, we get in the country. I guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. Um, it was funny. I watched uh, over the last – I don't even know why that, that just spurred that thought in my head. But oh, um, Watched the last two uh, – over, over the last two days, the uh, last couple seasons of Breaking Bad. Mm. I don't know if you guys watched that, man. What a spectacular show that was. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Anyway, um, so those guys can't go. Now, there's – obviously, that in and of itself is controversial. And, you, you know, we know how this goes down political lines. People start losing their minds once it gets discussed and all that. But after the game, so Real Muto is basically saying, like, I'm not going to let Canada dictate what I put in my body. I'm a healthy 31-year-old, yeah. all this other stuff. But one of the things that came up was he's going to miss two games. And any player who misses – games for these for this purpose gets docked pay for that game what they would have made so he's losing $262,000 mm. okay for these two games must must be nice but that's what he's losing wow. and in the course of the discussion you know basically was like hey you know what so I'm going to lose a little bit of money I'm, I'm paraphrasing I'm not giving the entire quote what? be careful but, what you say you'll blow up on Twitter be careful right yeah <laughs> just talk to just consult with you but yeah, that was yeah. one of the things he said, and people are, you know, rightfully so, pretty ticked off, you know, hearing something like that. I mean, it is an out-of-touch statement. And I, I I, think his sentiment was, look, money's not going to dictate and force me to make this choice. Okay, that's fine if that's what you're saying. But, you know, don't throw out there, you know, a, a little bit of a, a little well, bit of money when it comes to 262000 Well, there, there are a whole lot of people in America that will never make – Two hundred sixty-two thousand dollars in a year. I understand that, but let alone two know, games. Two games, yeah. He made, yeah, making two hundred sixty-two thousand over two games. I get yep. that, and you know that's that's not a realistic uh, lifestyle for a lot of people in America. Um, he could have worded it a little bit differently, but I think I understand where he's coming from. You know, uh, I'm not going to yeah, be forced you, to you do know, something. You know, you know, rich people problems. You know, that's that's you. you what make that, you make that type of cachet? Yes, yeah, because I hang out with you. That's why I know rich people problems. I know what you go through. Right, 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 right. But but I understand. I understand. What I'm saying you know, um, you know, he's not going to let somebody tell him that you have to do this if you want to do go here, go there. I, I get it. And like we discussed it yesterday, you know, it's been such a heated discussion uh, over the last couple of years about the pros and cons of taking the vaccine, um, and and I, I I I'm not pro or con either way if you take it good for you you're taking that precautionary measure if you're not taking it you know what good for you that's your choice they want to do more studies you know even athletes you know in 2020 when they were talking about athletes being football players either take the vaccine or you can't do this or can't do that there were a lot of football players that would not take that vaccine initially they wanted more studies done they wanted to know more about what they were putting into their bodies now some of them recanted and eventually took the vaccine but i don't blame them I don't. I mean, I'm, you, you're, we're still not a hundred percent accurate with this vaccine, you know. So it is a risk, you know. It's, think about think about a lot of things you do. We we consume in our bodies in life, you know. Certain foods they tell you ten years ago, it's bad for your health. All of a sudden, within the last year, oh, now research shows that it's not as bad for your health as you thought it was. Certain medications, be careful not to take this. Is bad. Well, you know, it's not as bad. So it changes. So as American consumers, we're confused. In yeah, a lot of ways. I, I, I hear you. We could go back and do the same thing about every shot we've gotten over our lives pretty much yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, too. Um, I hear you. No, I hear you for sure. 
Um, yeah, I mean, say look, that though, huh? You just can't say, "Oh, that's just a little bit of money," even though it is for him, right? You just don't say that. It's you a ba- that. yeah. No matter what, don't go down that road when people can't fill up their gas tanks or or go buy meat, you know, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or or can't can barely get pay a bill or survive or. You're trying to get a kid through Kyle, whatever. I mean, that, that's a bad luck for for Real Muto. Just don't say things like that. All right, just lay. Yeah, yeah. Say you, you want to say, hey, it's my right to do this, my personal choice. Yeah, uh, Canada yeah. should dictate. Have at it, man. The the money thing to me was, I just I was I was watching it live last night. I'm like, don't don't do that. It's just yeah. it, and you know the 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 money that's being made now. It's almost like funny money. It's it's not even reality and. I, I think I personally I'm one who always kind of just puts it aside and don't even do the comparison to your own life. You shouldn't do that anyway. You can start comparing yourself to other people, but I ignore, I try to ignore it as much as possible. When, when, when I heard him last night, I'm like, dude, that's a bad tone to take. Like, it's just not a, on top of everything else, it's just a bad look. Anyway, so he probably he probably misspoke spoke and in hindsight, so you know, wow, maybe I yeah. should have said it differently. I agree. You know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I don't think he, I don't think he was being, you know, um, just as a matter of fact, when he said, eh, "It's only a couple, no, it's only a couple hundred thousand. you know, this way it came out. I, I think but, his intent was, "Hey, look, I'm I'm standing firm on this. It doesn't matter what the financial repercussions are, or, right, or right, whatever." Right, right, exactly. Right. Which is, yeah. I, I can take that. that. Yeah, that that's. And how much is he making this year? 20, 30, right? 20 million. Okay. Yeah. And I hate to say this, but you know, if he's making twenty million, two hundred sixty-two thousand is pocket change. It is. You know, I hate is. to say it. I hate to say it, like, but that's true. But it's also just a yeah. slap in the face to your fans who are just it is. It scraping is. to get by. So, yeah, but anyway, right. um, so that goes yeah, and down. Plus, and plus, he didn't he didn't doing anything either. Uh, right. So. If if he was hitting like Bryce Harper was before he got hurt, you could you could stomach it a little bit more. Right. Right. But he right. had. He and Castellanos are, are hurting them, man, are hurting them uh, for sure. Castellanos, one for four. The only hit was that late hit in that inning gunner when he was – he's the one who ended up in scoring position. Yep. Um, but, you know, he's below 300 in his on base. He's slugging's down like 200 from what it was last year. He's only got eight home runs. He, Castellanos has been bad. Um, so the, here's the good news. They're, they're four and three season against the Cardinals, which means they have the the, the tiebreaker if it comes yep. down to those two with the same record. That's good news. Um they're taking on a Blue Jays team tonight, man. That is a mess. Have yeah. you guys noticed what's going on with them? So Toronto's lost four straight and nine out of ten. Yeah, they've been yep. terrible lately. It's like and, the Angels. Yeah, and they're a team like they they can swing the bat. I don't know what's going on, um, but I, you can look at it one of two ways: jump on them while they're down, or Toronto's due to turn this thing around. And you hope yeah. it ain't tonight because it's going to be another bullpen game tonight. You, you look at you look at Toronto's stats offensively. Um, they are third um, in runs in American. These are American League stats, not national, not major league stats. American League stats: third in runs, second in average, third in home runs, second in hits, second in doubles. But their pitching staff, twelfth ERA is four point one zero. Yeah. So they're an either or team. Yeah, they are. Yep. And you're right. I mean, you look at, unfortunately, they're in that division with the Yankees and the Red Sox. But, you know, there was not too long ago when Toronto was like 10, 11 games over 500. Now they're like three games over 500 and struggling. Yeah. I mean, they're essentially in the same boat the Phillies are in. They're they're vying for that last wild card spot. I mean, right now they're tied. I think the Mariners might be a percentage point ahead of them, kind of like the Phillies are with the Cardinals. But that's kind of where they're at. They're right there. 
you know, in that last spot, just trying to trying to get there. But it's not going to be easy. I mean, you're are you're going to be without Bohm. You're going to be without Harper. You're going to be without Segura. Uh, you don't have a starting pitcher tonight. Like, I don't know how much longer they keep doing this and, and keep winning this way with it with as many people as they have missing. Do we know who's pitching tonight? Bellotti is starting the game out of the bullpen, but we don't, we, you know, we don't know what the order is going to be after that. It's a bullpen. Start game. a pal. Why not start a pal? See, I think you're going to see listening. him tonight. Yeah, you know, they're yeah, not listening. I mean, yeah. You should start a pal tonight. Give yeah, me four yeah. or five innings. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's. I, I think it's one of these things where it's almost like psychological, where they don't want him to start because he had, he's had so much success out of the pen. Maybe if he comes in in the second or the third inning he feels like he's felt all year. I, I don't know. I'm just, they like Bilotti to start tonight and they're hoping he can give him two innings. They had to do this the other day. They had a bullpen game on Sunday. Jeez. So, you know, and, and it's apparently they haven't confirmed this. I don't think Bailey falters, another guy who isn't vaccinated. So they sent him down ahead of these games, which they wouldn't have, like he could have probably pitched tonight, but he's not going to mm. be able to pitch tonight. Mm. And then you get Wheeler tomorrow, which is good. So, yeah, they got they got you don't want to finish on a really bad note here. They have these two games and then they go to Miami uh what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday before the All-Star break. So you you've you've done a really good job of turning this thing around. The last thing you want to do is have it go this way yeah. right, before right, the All-Star right, game. Yeah. Hit the ground running, you know, All-Star. I mean, last year I, I I seem to remember that they hit the ground running after the All-Star break, did pretty well, but then fell off again at the end of the season, right? Am yeah. I, am I mistaken for that? I think you're right. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look, Barrett. But I think, uh, you know what? Let me. I'll check it while we while we're talking about it. I think that was the case. It does. That does sound familiar. Um, what the, what we saw the last few years too was like just late season collapses. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. really late. Uh, let's see. So last year they come out of the All Star break. Let's see. When was the All Star break last year? Um. Yeah, they actually they were pretty good. They were pretty good out of the All Star break. Yeah, yeah I'm so, looking at it. I mean, at least they have hope, leaving out of the all-star break. And then, you know, three more weeks after that, you know, we should getting a, would Segura be back then? Well, yeah. The hope, So the hope is Segura and Harper are back some point in August. Yeah. Late August. So you're going to have to, yeah, I, I think there's, I think there's probably two trades coming. Um, one potentially for a starter, maybe some help with on the offensive side. I, I think you're going to have to get two. It probably, and I don't mean like big names, but something here because you got you're especially if, if this is any kind of extended period of time with Bohm out. I don't know what this infield's going to be looking like tonight. You might he I, might play Veerling in the infield. I don't know what he's going to do. I can't see Bohm being out extended time with a, if it was a dislocation and they already put it back in place. Yeah, I think Gunner, you may see him this weekend. Yeah, like you may yeah. see him that soon in Miami. Yeah, it just I, depends I, on pain tolerance. That's one of the things Thompson said last night. It's his left ring finger, so it's. It's this finger uh, that he jammed up. He's a right-handed thrower and a right-handed batter. It's going to be his bottom hand in terms of the grip, right? It's his bottom hand with the grip. But there shouldn't really be any problems in terms no, of throwing no, or in no. the field. Yeah. So, no. and, and like I said before, keep an eye on Miami. I mean, they're three games below 500. But, and the Phillies beat them two out of three the last time they faced them in Philly. They did. But this Miami team, it's – you know what? They, they keep lurking in the shadows, man. They won't go away. I mean, mm-hmm. they lost it. They lost their last game, but you know they, they're not. They're only four games behind the Phillies right now. 
you know, so they got to be thinking we could go to All Star break, closing some gap on the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, you know. and you're you're going to get Alcantara on uh, Friday, oh who is nasty for, oh for people goodness. who maybe haven't seen him. He is ridiculous. So, dude, his break him. his breaking pitch man, is off the charts. Yeah, he's um he's unreal. So, and he's he's straight up dealing. He's got guys. He's got a one five nine home ERA. He pitches yeah. really well in Miami. Yeah. So. You know, five and two on the season overall. Uh, if you look at his splits, his splits are awesome. I, I mean, he is—he's kind of found himself, man. And he, he came over to trade for St. Louis from St. Louis, and St. Louis doesn't make a lot of those kind of mistakes. They made a mistake with this dude. Yeah, you know, he, nine yeah. and three on the season with a one seven three ERA and a zero point nine one WHIP. I mean, you make a case mm-hmm. he's been the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, yeah, no, no he's, question. He's that about good. It. Yeah, you know, I, you, you're talking about St. Louis and. You know, every year, when you think they're going to go down, they find these players in their minor league system they bring up. This is like for years. If there's a, if there's one team, you can say the Dodgers also, but if there's a team that does such an incredible job of drafting and cultivating players, it's St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Every year. They don't, they don't see them making a lot of trades. They just pull from their farm system. And these yeah. kids come up here, and, and this team is relevant. Like every year they're relevant until the end. Yeah, so unbelievable. What, what what's the what's the difference? Scouting, between, you know, drafting, still, scouting, still, and you know, development. Like developing. they they bring in kids who are maybe uh, you know have potential, but mold them into really good yes. big leaguers. Yep. And they do that um, in their farm system, and they get better when they get to the Cardinals too. The Cardinals have been the, you know a team that's done that for years. They've been really good. They're still and good at it. Phillies well, are they- not good at it. So how does Moniak come from being the number one pick to now just, you know, not being able to hit a curveball? I mean, play – I mean, he's, his defense is good, but what's the difference in how they're – because I'm, I'm, I'm only saying this because I, I see a, a significant difference on how the Eagles and how they're approaching their younger players um, and, and how this team is starting to develop. They're using their younger players to fill spots instead of going out and getting guys. You know, yeah, they went out and got Reddick. You know, they went out and got Brown. But, you know, you look at the, the core group of guys are all guys that have been Eagles, you know, going up yeah. through the ranks. Well, well I, Barrett, I think number one, as far as Moniac goes, yeah. I, I don't know the Phillies would have – or the Cardinals would have drafted him. Oh, uh, and, I don't know. Right, there right. right? <laughs> so then, then you're not trying to develop something that you don't think is going to develop into something. So I think that's part of it. But also there's just a fa- – there's been a failure at the lower levels. And baseball's the most critical because – I mean, think about it. You have the G League and the NBA, and yeah, you could definitely develop guys there. I'm not saying that. But and and hockey, yes, juniors, and you get these guys up relatively quickly. Yeah, they're they're yeah. 18, 19, they're playing. Yeah, the NFL, that's co- that's what college is for. Like the it, baseball, it's so critical to to, to shape these guys at, at the right age, or else to they're cultivate. never gonna be yeah, yeah and they're, they're gonna be flawed. And yeah, Moniac not being able to hit a, a, a curveball or hit off lefties at this point when he's I think he's been He's been dra- he was drafted six years ago, I think. Yeah, um, five. Yeah, well, five. Then he he's twenty three years old. It, it's not a good sign. Right, right. It's not a good sign. Yeah, mm. for sure. All right, let's do some football, guys. When we get back, uh, we're going to turn our sights to the Eagles. We're two weeks away from training camp, and we're going to dive into our biggest concerns and what we have the most confidence in when it comes to the Eagles. We're going to do you know whether it's player, whether it's position, whether it's coach. We'll do all of that when we get back a little later. Uh, we're going to go hot seat in the NFL in both conferences. We're going to jump around and we're going to uh, break down the level of importance 
from an Eagles standpoint, five through one, who is most critical to the Eagles success. We'll do all that stuff. Uh, when we get back, don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. All right. Let me tell you about pro action restoration, because you know, this time of year, we get some crazy storms, some weird stuff going on winter time, or just, you know, sometimes there's just the unforeseen circumstances that you can't control and pro action is there for you. Uh, whether you're a business owner, homeowner, you got property ownership, whatever the case may be, there's a chance you could get fire or water or smoke damage to your property. And they're the people that can help you. They're on call 24 seven. Uh, I've gone through it myself at my parents' house, unfortunately, but I called them that it's a Saturday. They're over there quickly. They got it done. They got it cleaned up and the price was reasonable and they were awesome. They were absolutely awesome. Just ask anybody who's dealt with them or looked them up. And they've been around for more than two decades. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. Uh, ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you know, mold remediation, whatever you need, whatever your issue is, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story 
and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, hour number two of the show. Thanks for hanging with us. Hit that like button. We appreciate it. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's turn our sights to the birds, guys. Two weeks, two weeks away, July 26th. Uh, training camp starts for the Eagles. So we are getting closer. We are inching closer, that's for sure, to training camp. So when you start to get this close, you, you want to take more of a sort of like step back and, and try to separate yourself from the eye of the storm, if you will. And look at sort of the bigger picture stuff. And I thought it'd be a good day today for us to kick around some concerns and what we have confidence in. The things we we are on the fence about a little bit, not feeling great about maybe, and and things you feel real good about going into the uh, season. So let's start with the concerns. Um, I was doing sort of like my quick list, and we'll we'll dive into all these. But it, it, as far as and, and it's funny, there's a couple that bleed into both. Well, and I'll explain, you know, in a minute, but for me, it's hurts. It's big play capability on offense. It's pass rush. It's safety. It's James Bradbury, whether it's Bradbury, we saw, you know, in his younger years or the guy we saw last year, it's Jonathan Gannon and it's Shane Steichen off the top of my head for concerns. Um, let, let's kick this around a little bit. Barrett, what, what are yours that come to come to mind Uh first and foremost, and then we'll, uh, we'll get gunners and then we'll kind of dive into all of those concerns and then we'll do the, uh, what we feel good about. Just like your list. Um, Hertz is number one. Um, you know, I'm definitely concerned. Um, not concerned as, as, as far as him being the leader of this team concerned on whether they're going to force him to push the ball down the field in a way in which it's not conducive to his skill set. Mm. You have to call, the offense around his his skill set and make him a better player and hurts making the players around him better players so then it goes to shane steichen can steichen call plays to help Jalen hurts hmm. then from there i will go to the running game you know as far as who's going to be the back that they're going to lean on on those on those third and one situation fourth and one goal line they don't have a big back the biggest back they do have is uh is it you know is is is, well. is, is no not Huntley Gainwell. if he makes the team no not no. Uh, Sanders is bigger than both of those guys yeah nobody's really big right, yeah, right. The, so, the the real bowling ball is Boston Scott right and he's he's not the biggest guy as far as no. being that guy no so I don't see them as a in having a big back to take control of the situation now I do think that if Sanders head is screwed on straight he could be a back like that, you know, just from his size standpoint, because I see guys his size do that. Um, you know, it's just on whether he can, you know, make that transition to hit the ball downhill instead of trying to bounce everything. You know, if he can do that, um, it'll take a lot of the the concern off the running game, you know, I mean, and people are like, Oh, what are you talking about the running game? Well, can he wear that hat? I know he can wear the hat as far as being that third down back. I know he can be a second down back, but can he be that first down back and get those power yards, you know, on, on 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 first down, you know, just running the ball downhill, running power, and running the ball downhill, get six yards, and now we're working with second and four. You know what I mean? Does Do we have that capacity to do that? Then on the defensive side of the ball, I need to know 
what linebacker is going to step up and be that Mike linebacker in the middle? Is it Kasir White? I'm hoping it's Kasir White. I'm hoping that he has a great year because he's going to dictate what they're going to do from a defensive standpoint on calling the defense, number one, but being that every down linebacker that could be on the field and not play musical chairs, you know, get somebody in there as a solid starter, all four downs, and can play the game uh, from that from that Mike linebacker position. Mm. How about you, Gunner? Uh, for me, it's the, it's the one safety spot, you know, obviously. Um, but if your front seven does what I think it's capable of doing, you can hide any deficiency you might have on that back end. Uh, we've seen that happen with a number of teams that have good a good front seven. They're so active and they're so forceful up front that it takes a lot of pressure off their secondary. Got Jonathan Gannon um, is a concern as well. Um, I think the sky's the limit in terms of what he has at his disposal now um, in terms of mixing and matching and downs and distance. But will he be will his aggressiveness by far outseed exceed what it was in 2021? And again, we try to give him the benefit of the doubt because he didn't have the personnel last year that he does this year, the wealth of personnel uh, that he has. Um, the right guard position, um, you know, is a concern. I hadn't but, thought about that. Yeah, think, I mean, the right wow. guard position, you know, you know we, we think we think Sayamalu mm-hmm. is the odds-on favorite to win that position, but, you know, only, only Jeff Stoutland um, knows that for sure when it's all said and done. Um, Jalen Hurts, obviously, the biggest concern. Jalen Hurts has has an opportunity to silence a lot of people. Jalen Hurts has an opportunity to make himself a lot of money mm. uh, after this season. Jalen Hurts has an opportunity so, to solidify himself, not just as a starting quarterback in the National Football League, but as this Eagle starting quarterback for years to come if he does what we hope he can do in 2022. But, you know, that remains to be seen because we, we haven't seen it consistently yet. We've seen it sporadically, but we've not seen it consistently. So, you know, it's, the sky's the limit for him, for him as well. So um, th- those are just some of my um, initial concerns uh, to start with. Yeah, and just to expand on a couple of mine, the Hurts, you guys did a good job covering that. I, I, I want to I, – I don't want to – this year I would like – for them to be a big strike offense, um, it, it, you know, with to have that capability, I should say, to be a big strike offense. Uh, you know, I don't want it to have to be a plotting drive every single time. It takes a lot of pressure off of the offense, a lot of pressure off the uh, the opposing team's, you know, offenses right back on the field, et cetera. So I like to see that pass rush. Look, I, yeah. I, I'm still not sold on safety right now. Um, right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sold on Tart. I, I think it was a good move. He didn't cost you much. You brought him in here. It, it makes sense from that standpoint, but. I don't know, and and I'm a little bit worried that Bradbury's sort of down year was, wasn't just a byproduct of the Giants being kind of a mess, um, and that worries me a little bit. I like who was on the other side of him, Slay, you know, clearly. Um, yeah, go but, on, Rob. Huh? How you do that to me, bro? Now you're nervous, too? I'm, I'm thinking about it now, and it, it, it shouldn't be with something I'm thinking about. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's, you know, a big safety Perfect for what the Eagles love to run. Well, it used to be a run all the time in that big nickel, yeah. which helps because when you run big nickel, big knuckle is three um, three safeties in the game as opposed to having you know a dime defense where they have all these cornerbacks in the game. It gives you a great sense of, of security when you can run a big nickel defense and have a big 
safety in there, the same size as your starting linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably the same he, size he's as a big dude. White or somebody or, or yeah. Davion Taylor. Yep. You know what I mean? He's like 220. Yeah, he's a big so dude. He can come downhill. He can he can stop support the run. Um, he can cover tight ends and running backs. But then I'm thinking about it, you know, you still got Harrison Epps back there. Yes. And I'm, I like Epps more so than I like, you know, his counterpart. I do like it. I think that he can come in and play well, but you're right. He's not proven yet. He hasn't done anything um, as a starter starter yet. So, I mean, it's still up in the air. I like what he did when he came in in big nickel situations where he was in the game or he, you know, he, he was in a position where he, somebody was hurt and he came in, you know, he played very, very solid, man. I love the way he plays, but he's still not proven. And then Derek brings up the left, I mean, the right guard position. I, I thought that was all but done. And there you guys bring this up for me. See, you guys, you guys are ruining me right now, bro. I, I was all good until you guys started talking, man. Trying to just trying to mess with your head, Derek. Yeah, all good, bro. That's all we're doing. Um, all right. So there's the, and, and and look the the other ones, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen. And I think I uh, I'm more excited for the possibility of Gannon. I think than you guys are. I think I'm more pro Gannon. I think a lot of it last year was lack of personnel, but if I'm being real, I mean, it feels like there's been a lot put on this guy's plate. I mean, it's in, in one sense, it's really good. They, I upgraded talent in a massive way, but you're asking this defensive coordinator to change fronts a lot. You're asking this defense coordinator to do a lot of different things. Uh, I want to see him be more aggressive, come out of his comfort zone, which he was in last year. Um, you know, we had James Palmer on from the NFL network yesterday and he talked about how, you know, this dude around the league is just, so, you know, so highly thought of. And we here haven't seen really the reason why yet. And I'm going to base some of this off of, you know, I guess all those teams can't be wrong and all those personnel people can't be wrong. There's got to be a lot more to this than what we're seeing. And once he gets players that that we're going to find it out, I hope that's the case. So that's kind of where I am with Gannon, but I'd be lying if I say I didn't have some reservations. And, you know, frankly, I give Steichen credit. He did the smart thing last year, but he kind of did the only thing that he could do when they went to the running attack, what's it going to look like now where you need to develop the quarterback more, you need to, to get, you know, get feed AJ Brown and feed Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard and still stay balanced with your running attack. Like what's it going to look like now? And Steichen wasn't a guy who had super high praise from some of the places that he was at previously. So I worry about both coordinators, frankly. So that they would be my concerns for this team. Um, if what James Palmer is saying is true about Gannon, then it should be a slam dunk in terms of what we should expect from him um, in 2022. Now that he has a significant upgrade at cornerback opposite Darius Slay, at pass rusher in Hassan Reddick, a better core of linebackers, deeper on defensive line, um, more interchangeable parts, um, it should be a slam dunk that the defense should be better, but we know that's not how it works. Um, I, 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 I still don't understand um, how Gannon comes from out of nowhere and gets these interviews as a head coaching job, and now all of a sudden he's a hot commodity across the league. Um, and again, this is based on what James Palmer told us yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about if, if what we're hearing about Gannon on the outside looking in is true. I'm excited about the prospects of what this defense could look like, but I have to see it. I have to pump my brakes, be excited. yet pump the brakes at the same time 
because we haven't seen it yet. There's so much that we talk about in terms of anticipation and excitement uh, about this Eagles football team for this season, but we also have to have reservations because we haven't seen it yet. How many times have we looked at teams on paper that were flops and teams that we've overlooked because we thought their talent was mediocre and all of a sudden they're making headlines week in and week out? You know, football football's a funny game like that, you know. And I'm hoping this is the Eagles' year. I'm hoping they put Dallas in their place, which is below them in the standings. But again, um, I, I go in optimistic yet cautious about how I critique this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I, I look. I think the overall outlook of most people, and may, maybe you know, Eagles fans naturally are probably going to take it a little bit too far because they're they're fans. But I think most people look at a team that won nine games last year and really improved their personnel a lot. So I don't think it's a crazy leap to say they can win 10 or 11. Um, and I think the Cowboys come back to earth a little bit, which they won 12. So that leaves you really in a tight, you know, battle from a division standpoint, but there are some that have taken it or t- going to take it, you know, certainly to that next, uh, that next level. All right. Concerns. Let's go confidence. Now what you feel great about. I'm going to start with offensive line. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, there's depth there. I mean, even though we're, you know, right guard might be a, a question, but, uh, or was it left guard? Right guard. Uh, right guard. Right guard. A right little bit yeah. of question about right guard. Um, but all in all, you're talking about a really strong starting core with good depth and the best coach of the position in the game. So you feel good about that. And who showed you last year how good they are. And they can run block and pass block. What I also feel really good about is there's a slash here, wide receiver slash tight end talent. Yeah. With the with Devontae in his second year taking that next step, with AJ Brown and with Dallas Goddard as your three starters out there, I feel really good about this group. A hell of a lot better than I thought about last year's group. Pass rush, I think it's improved. I mean, when you throw Reddick in there, when you get a healthy Brandon Graham back, a healthy jo- Josh Sweat back, uh, you know Derek Barnett not at a crazy contract where he's basically you know, playing on a, on a one-year deal with, with a lot of incentive. I think that area is going to be a much, much improved. I think the linebacking core that they ha- they are going to roll out is as good as any as I've, I've seen with the Eagles in a pretty long time, uh, considering all three. And I'm going to throw Nicobe Dean into that mix with Kaiser White and uh, – and jeez, uh, uh, who am I drawing a blank on? Edwards, TJ Edwards. So that group, I feel great about Darius Slay. I think he's in any conversation with the top five, top seven defensive backs. And I know a worst-case scenario, they can always fall back on running the football if it's a day where the other team's taking away the pass. Not all teams can say that. So for all those reasons, I feel really good about this team. They're all my confidence, uh, confident areas. How about you, Derek? Why don't you go first, Derek? Um, definitely the offensive line first. Um, and it's weird to say, even if, even if Jason Kelsey – goes down, I'm not panicking with this offensive line because they have several people they can plug right in there. Um, and, and I'm not even talking about the rookie, you know, Jurgens. You know, there's other people they can put in at, at center. They may not play at a Pro Bowl level like a Kelsey, but that offensive line will still function. When you have an offensive coach like Jeff Stoutland, who has done consistently through the years what he's done, I mean, you go back to 2018, 2019, when he had to patch up that offensive line, you know, and you look at what his offensive line did in 2021, you know, they lost Brandon Graham, you know, um, they were without Lane Johnson for a bit. And that offensive line was still mauling people. 
You know, guys like Jack Driscoll stepped into the mix. You know, Landon Dickinson found his way as a rookie. You know, once you moved him from the right side to the left side. Uh, Jordan Malata, you know, solidified that left spot. You know, he's gotten better and better each each year. Um, I think the offensive line is the strength of this team. Heads, 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 heads and shoulders above uh, the rest of the team. I think because it's so versatile and so deep, and it, and it's it's tutored by one of the best offensive line coaches in the game. I think that is the strong suit of this team. I feel good about the wide receiving core. Uh, the addition of AJ Brown will take a lot of pressure off of uh, the younger guys who are emerging, like Quez, you know, Devante, and you know, even some of the other guys. Um, <clears throat> who will be on the receiving core? I think they have one of the best tight ends in the game, but my concern is who emerges as the number two tight end for this team. So that falls under the category of what I feel good about and what is a little bit unsettling as well <clears throat> because we don't know who the, who the number two tight end is going to be at this point. You know, somebody's going to have to rise to that, and hopefully it's not Richard Rodgers. You know, mm. hopefully it's one of the younger guys. I feel good about the cornerback situation, even though Rob, Rob made a very valid point about which James Bradbury we're going to get. But they went out and they got somebody uh, that's that's been around the game for a while. He's proven he's had a good measure of success. Um, you know, he, he's considered a very good corner. So I feel good about the cornerback position as well. And I feel good about the head coach in terms of what he gets out of his players. These players play for Nick Sirianni. You know, every player that I've talked to, they love playing for Nick Sirianni. He treats them like professionals. You know, he knows when to give veterans their days off. He knows when to push them and he knows when to back off. Uh, He can be your best buddy. You can confide in him. But he also is not afraid to get in your face when he has to, if if, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So those are some of the areas I feel really comfortable about um, in terms of the Eagles. How about you, Barry? Of course, offensive line. You guys already laid out the offensive line. You know I mean? Best in football, no question. Um. The tight end position, I think it's a little more locked down than, um, than, than, you know, we're really giving them credit for. Of course, Tyree Jackson's not going to be back and ready to start the season off, but I am very comfortable in Jack Stahl being that, that blocking tight end and also being a tight end that they can rely upon, um, you know, in passing situations also. He's good enough. You know, Grant Calcaterra fit in perfectly in the whole mix of what they got going on. Um, the wide receiver position. I've never been as confident in the wide receiver in, in their ability to push the ball down the field to make their quarterback better. This these guys can make the quarterback. Zach Pascal is a guy we're not talking about nearly enough as someone that can help a young quarterback um get better. You know what I'm saying? He's crafty, he's seasoned veteran, he understands how to run routes. You know, he's gonna be that slot guy that they need. And he's going to, you know, keep the change moving because nobody's going to be looking for Zach Pascal to, to, to make any plays. They're going to be looking for Smitty and, and Brown to make plays. And this is where he comes out and becomes that that player to keep the sticks moving. Uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, of course, the D-line is, is, is set. You know, we have guys in, in, in place right now like Fletcher Cox, Javon, uh, Javon Hargraves. All those guys will be able to mentor a Jordan Davis. And whatever front they want to be in, we have the luxury now of having the opportunity to to, to mix and in, in, in trade, uh, mix in, in, inside the interior and out exterior of the defensive line at end three technique with Brandon Graham, uh, Sweat. All these guys can play inside and outside. Then you have young bucks that are more so linebacker slash 
rush ends that that can play also. Kyron Johnson is going to surprise a lot of people how big he is, number one, and how good he is, number two. Um, he's a young version of Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, we got a double-digit sack guy, but it's all on um, Gannon giving him a, an aggressive mindset to have them go out and be that good defense that I think they can be. The only way I think they're going to do that is if they're aggressive on first down. If he's aggressive on first down, it kind of bleeds into second and third down. He's going to have to stop it. The first down was was such an Achilles heels to the team. They were never able to stop anybody on first down. That's why you always had second and short, third and short. No team had to really be in long, third and long because they weren't aggressive enough in the first two downs to really uh, be in a position to be aggressive on third down. I like that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm confident in the kicking game. You know, I, I, Jake Elliott will probably make mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl again this year. Great point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, their kicking game is, is going to be good. Now, the return game and punt game, and punt game you know, I'm, 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 I'm worried about that. I'm really worried about it, you know, because um, Sippers sucked. <laughs> they ended part of the season. Sippers was, I mean, he was the worst. And he, he started out the season so good. And, and, and it's just, been really quiet. Like the, the talk right. about the punters been, you know, almost non-existent. I, yeah, I'm with I'm I, that Barrett. I, everything you just brought up is really, really on the money. I mean, <sighs> can I throw one more in there? And I'm curious if, if this is just me overthinking it a little bit too much. As much as I feel good about the pass rush being improved, because I think it will be, I, I worry they're not going to figure out the right way to utilize Reddick. And it's a unique – it's not like he's just your sort of prototype defensive end or whatever. Like he's kind of a hybrid where you got to you gotta get that sweet spot that they did with Carolina last year and, and the year before in his last year in Arizona. I don't – Rob, you know what? You look at those scales right now. You look at the scales. You got Reddick. Then on this side over here, you got Brandon Graham. How do you use those guys yeah. on the field at the same time? You know, how do you make – how do you – how do you – have a hybrid guy on one side and Brandon Graham on the other side and be able to be that, that defense that, that can go out and, and, and really perform at a high level with both of those guys on the field at the same time. If mm-hmm. you want to run a 50 front, you can have both of them out there. But if you run a 30 front, one of those guys have to leave off the field. And they want to run a 30 front on, on passing downs. Somebody's not going to be able to eat. So I want to see how he implements both of those guys on the field at the same time and still be able to put sweat in the game, but Barnett in the game who's playing, they're paying a lot of money also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still can't envision how they're going to have all these guys playing and, 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 and being in a position where they're, they're dominating, but there's not enough reps to really put these guys and highlight these guys' skill set. You can't highlight one guy's skill set without hurting the other guy. Yeah, you know, and look, in some ways it's a good problem to have. You would right, rather right, have right. way more personnel than not enough any day of the week, but you're right, Barrett. It's not going to be easy, A, just situationally, who's the best guy right now to be in the game? Or, or and or, look, you know Brandon Graham's not going to cause much of a stink. He's just such a team guy, and he's at that point in his career. But, you know, other guys aren't going to be happy if they're not getting the touches they want, if they're not in there getting the reps they want, because they're not going to be putting up numbers, and which right. means they're not going to get paid, you know, going forward. So that's a huge well, consideration. The last time we had Brandon Graham on the show, he said it basically because I don't care if they reduce my snaps. That just means I'm going to be fresher at the end of a game. You know, and that that's what a team leader does. It's not about me. It's about we. You know, um, I, 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 another concern I might have is I hope 
Gannon doesn't overthink situations to the and down and distance to the point where the Eagles have to waste a timeout in situations because you have too many men on the field. You know, we've seen that happen to teams time and time again, you know, when they can't decide real quick what personnel they want on the field for certain down and distance or matchups. Hope we don't get into situations like that to where it could cost us a game because Gannon has overthought the uh, the process too much. Mm. Yeah, I do too. There's just a lot on Gannon's plate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It is. It's, we're talking about all these multiple fronts. When you got a bunch of multiple fronts, if you're not organized enough to 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 really uh to to, to really run those type of fronts, this will be his first time. This will be the first time he gets that's this type of system because they didn't run this type of system in um in Minnesota. You know, it was more so a four down rush. Let those guys hunt with hunting and all those guys, Huntley and all those guys. Um. How is he going to be able to, you know, who's going in, who's going out? You know what I'm saying? Who's going to help him with that? You know, I know, I know, uh, what's, what's, uh, uh, the, the, the linebacker slash Russian coach's name? Uh, his pops, his pops coached here also with the wide nine. Oh, well, Jeremiah Washburn. Yeah, Washburn. Now, Washburn, I, I, I guess he's going to help with, you know, getting these guys in and out. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then you have the linebacker's position, you know, I mean, I still don't see an ironclad starter right now at the linebacker position at the Mike position. That's why I said I, I hope Kazir White takes that and, and, and runs with it. But you got some you got some depth right now at the linebackers. You got, you know, guys that can play. I'm, I'm looking at the depth chart right now. TJ Edwards, he wants to be a starter, mm-hmm. which is going to be a great competition because you just brought in a guy that got drafted in the third round in the Kobe Dean that should have been a first rounder. You still got guys that can go out there and play. I'm, I'm still under the influence that Davion Taylor is still a guy that's going to get better, and we don't realize how much talent this kid has, how explosive he is, how well he can run, and once he learned how to play the linebacker position, I see him, you know, make some major strides. Sean Bradley's still on the squad. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, he's a special teams ace. I, I would hate to see him go, man, because he, because he numbers, really yeah. is good. I mean, he was a he was a borderline pro bowler at the, yes. you know, in terms of, in terms of teams last That's year. Right. Yes. And he yes. may be an odd man out. Yes. You know, you got Kyron Johnson <clears throat> this year, you know, Kyron Johnson was a ball. He got drafted in the sixth round. That's a great pickup by them because mm-hmm. he played defensive end. He played linebacker. They had him standing up sometimes. He played everyone. My first game I did in college football last year was Kansas. And I broke down, so much film, and I'm like, yo, this kid really has a shot. No, what happens? He gets drafted to the Eagles. Hmm. You know, I mean, the, it's, it's, so it's it's this is this is a great great opportunity for a lot of guys to make some make some noise, man. Because you know, cream rises to the top, and whoever makes this roster at the linebacker position are ballers. Because there's no favoritism right now because of where you got drafted. Because a lot of these guys are homegrown guys that they brought in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's no favoritism now. No, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So don't move. We'll continue with the football talk. Coming up, coaching hot seats around the NFL, boomer bust potential with certain teams. Also, when we get back, we'll continue the Eagles discussion and look at uh, top five Eagles in, in terms of level of importance. A little later, we'll get into Barrett had a, came across a pretty cool list of, uh, you know, noted players under 25, players over 30, you know, et cetera, and where the Eagles fall on some of those lists. So we got a lot more football in store for you uh, throughout the course of the program. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, 
I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, time for me to tell you about Razor Technology. And here's the thing. The future of work isn't remote or in person. It's a hybrid model. In facing this new reality, businesses must reimagine their workplaces to align with the preferences and needs of modern employees. Razor Technology helps businesses create a workplace that gives their teams flexibility in choosing how and where they put in their hours. Online platforms for communication and collaboration combined with secure and adaptable mobile devices are enabling hybrid meeting experiences that are nearly on par with in-person events, so everyone can feel like they're a part of the conversation. Employees with strong social connections with their team report being, you know, better well-being, higher productivity, uh, stronger retention rates, you name it. Razor Technology helps growing organizations adapt to hybrid environments with industry-leading digital tools and insightful guidance that promotes efficiency and workplace satisfaction. Learn more by calling 866-797-3282. That's 866-797-3282. Or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That is razor-tech.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis on this Tuesday. All right, we continue the uh, the the Eagle and football discussion, guys. Uh, as we're two weeks away now from from Eagles training camp, and uh, you know a, a very anticipated season, that's for sure. I mean, when you think about this, you you had a team that unexpectedly made the playoffs last year with a first year head coach. Where, where I mean, I think most of us would have. I had them at seven wins uh, last year, and they were two games ahead of schedule. They started off two and five and still finished nine and seven or nine and eight, excuse me, uh, and made the playoffs. Last year kind of was one of those, like, let, let's feel it out. Let's see what the coach looks like. Let's see what the coordinators, uh, Jalen Hurts naturally, you know, all those kind of things. This year, the expectation level has certainly been, you know, raised. That's for sure. The bar has been raised in a big way for this team. So it's a bit of a different look, you know, prism that we look at this year through plus you know now the second full season under Jalen Hurts second year for the coach second year for the coordinators you know as it should be the, the expectation is a lot higher um which brings us to level of importance if we're ranking these these players um and I'll, I'll I, if you want guys I'll start um but I'm kind of all over the place I'll go five to one if, I, if I'm giving you my order, <laughs> I go Reddick five, AJ Brown four, Darius Slay three, Jordan Mailata two, and Jalen Hurts one. That would be my order. I would go Reddick, Brown, Slay, Mailata, Hurts as my number one. Hurts for obvious reasons. Mailata, that's the left tackle. Okay. You're talking about the left tackle for, uh, for, I don't know what happened to Gunner. We lost Gunner, but, uh, for Hertz blindside. Hi. Hi, there we are. For Hertz blindside. Um Darius Slay, he plays, you know, arguably with with quarterback and left tackle and defensive end, the the you know, one of if not the most important positions. AJ Brown's a guy who I think is really going to just just put a jolt into this offense and Reddick needs to get double digit sacks. This team did not get to the quarterback enough last year. So Barrett, that was kind of my justification. I went D end, receiver, corner, left tackle, QB, uh, as far as my rankings go for this team and who is most critical uh, and most important to this team's success. So you'll uh, be surprised. I yeah. didn't go with the. I didn't go with offensive linemen, man. You, you should be okay. proud of me, bro. I, I didn't go with that. What are you? Yeah, you've you've turned out of the fraternity. I mean, what's going? on? You're gonna be kicked out, man. Right, you, right. You better I hope these guys over, don't man. hear that. Yeah. Right, right, right. But you know, if um, I, I guess I'm gonna go like you. You you go you go backwards all the time. I don't know why you do that, man. You always do that, man. But I'm gonna go five to one, just like you did. Usually you go one to five, but I'm gonna go five to one. I'm gonna go Darius Slay, number one, because uh. You know, you, you can't be scared to cover. And I think a lot of the reasons why they didn't go in a lot of man-to-man instances and be tough at the uh, line of scrimmage and try to reroute receivers and that nature because he didn't have a lot of trust in Nelson alongside of uh, Slay. Yeah. Well, Slay showed that he can't be that guy. So if he trusts him, and they, I mean, it's only going to make Bradbury a jewel for uh, for Gannon, you know. So, you know, because of Slay's prowess, um He's important because now, you know, all Bradley needs to do is be functional out there and he'll be more aggressive in his play calling. So hmm. I'll go Darius Slay. 
Then I'm going to go Kasir White. I need for him to be that every down linebacker, set the, you know, set the tone, set the defense. And, you know, he's going to be, he should be the spark plug that gets everybody going. Yes, everybody wants to Kobe Dean. Obviously, I want TJ Edwards, but I think the Mike linebacker has to be a guy that's going to be an every down guy, whether it's um, run, running downs like first down, uh, passing downs like third down, and even goal line situation. He's got to be that every down linebacker to set everything up and um, be the leader of that defense. Next, I'm going to go with the pass rush. I'm also going to go with Reddick. Reddick has to be a double-digit sack guy again. You know, I mean, keep the trend going. Two years in a row, he's had over uh, 10 sacks. He's got to be the guy. So, yes, Reddick, you have to be a force rushing the pass. To. You have to. You know what I'm saying? Everything has to, is everything that Gann is going to do is going to be according to what Hassan Reddick, his, his job is, and that's to rush the passer. Then uh, my number two guy, A.J. Brown. I say A.J. Brown because I need for him to be that outstanding wide receiver that defenses have to allocate resources to stop. Mm. You've got to double team him. you got to bracket him. Do whatever you do. And because he's taking the, the attention away from Smitty, taking the attention away from, from Dallas Goddard, that you know everything else, everybody else will eat. Pull that safety out of the um out of the box. You could double coverage on Brown, which will get the run game going. And he will make everybody better on that offense just by his presence being out of the field. So that's why he's my number two guy. And of course, number one, Jalen Hurts. You know, the captain of the team. You know where this where this team goes is where Jalen Hurts takes it. You know, you either get on board or 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 you know, what I'm saying you know he he has to be that guy. He's got him. We've got to ride with him. So Jalen Hurts is my number one guy, man. That's my order, man, because in order of importance, you know, Hurts, number one, Brown, just being a guy that, you know, that people are going to have to focus on. Then Reddick, he's got to be that double-digit sack guy. We need somebody that often says, look, we have got to figure out how to block Hassan Reddick. Mm. If we can figure out how to block him, maybe we can stop this pass rush. That means that guys on the inside and on the other side are going to eat. Fletcher Cox. He can eat then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brandon Graham can eat. Yeah, Hargrave can eat. All those guys can eat because of his ability to go out there and 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 figure out a way to get to the quarterback. So I mean that, that that's list, you know, cuz Let like, me ask you Barrett, on your list. Who are you most concerned with won't be able to perform at the level that they have to in terms of like which which guy on there do you go in with the most Kazir, reservations? Kazir White. Okay. Because I can see T.J. Edwards, you know, just bringing my whole theory down and crushing it by the way he plays. You know, so he'll like, be too good to give his spot right, up to. Right, like, you're like, 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 no, uh-uh. you, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna take what I've, what I've handled for half of last year going into this year. This is my spot. You know what I'm saying? You say that I'm not fast enough, but here I am on third down, covering tight ends, covering running backs. Being inside, coming downhill, going downhill, hitting running backs on running downs. This is my domain. Give it to me. I don't care that you brought in a, a, a Nicobe Dean. I don't care if you brought in Kazir White. I am the man here. Hmm. Give me my just due. This is my defense. Let me alone. Let me play. I'm showing you. I need for him to be that guy. But Kazir White, he's got to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, yeah. he can do all that stuff. And I think it's going to be a great, great battle. Those two seeing who's going to be the Mike linebacker 
and the every down linebacker going into this season. That's interesting. I, I would say for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about Reddick in that I don't think he has the ability. I'm worried, like we, like I said, that they put him in the right spot. So I'm a little bit worried about Reddick, just the sort of Reddick situation. I don't worry about AJ Brown. I'm not worried about Slay. I'm not worried about Myelotta. I, I mean, look, we, we've talked about this a lot. I am, I go in with a very much you need to show me kind of thing with Jalen Hurts, and right, some of right, that right. isn't isn't all on him though, Barrett. Like his coaches need to put him in the best position to succeed. So I think some of that is on them as well. I think it's on Steichen. I think it's on uh, Nick to put this guy in the best position to succeed because I think the front office has tried. Like I give Howie credit. I think Howie did a couple things that he really had to do. And one of them being AJ Brown, but I also think the defense is going to help the offense because you're going to get the ball in better positions and those kind of things, turnovers and all that. But I, I really, it, it, here's what it's going to come down to for me. I know the kind of escapability that AJ had that, that, uh, that excuse me, that Jalen has. I know how much he's going to know the, the, the system, like the back of his hand. Um, I, I really just want him to be in advantageous spots. And I want him to be able to show me that he can go through his progressions without taking out to his right, taking off to his right, which we saw a lot of last year. Now it, it worked for him. He ran for a lot of yards, but it was predictable. And mm-hmm. teams started to figure it out more as the season went on. I wanted to be able to stay in there and climb the pocket as opposed to just take off and abandon it. Or if you have to go to your left, go to your left. We rarely saw him go left. And I don't know if that's, do you think that's just, he's not confident throwing it against his body. Like why is it that it seems to always be right where he, when he takes off and and tucks it. Because you got a pro bowler on that right side that he relies on. He's he, 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 plus it's his strong arm. But when you when you have a guy like you know Lane Johnson sitting there, you more, for the most part, that defensive end is probably stymied there, mm-hmm. and he's just so good of a player that you know he just has a little more leeway to, to quarterbacks by nature fade to their strong side, and that's to the right side because they're strong handed. But guys like Ben Roethlisberger faded to his left side because he has so much confidence in Marvell Smith being that left tackle and knowing that he was going to have his job done. So he went against the curve. It would he would always fade to the left side, you know what I'm saying, in his passing. Well, I I think it's kind of the same thing with 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 Hertz. He has so much confidence, number one, in his strong side being his right side, but he also has so much confidence in his left tackle that he's gonna get the job done. Mm. So since he's gonna get the job done, I'm gonna fade over that side. So, you know, just to keep from, you know, getting sacked on my side. Yeah. I think that's the big that's that's a big 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 thing for uh, him as a quarterback. He has confidence on his Pro Bowl and All Pro right tackle to get the job done. So if I do fade over there, I won't have any by my anybody in my face. Yeah, you know, and by the way, there. just so people know, we're we're work, we're trying to work out some of the uh, some just technical difficulty uh, kinks here with uh, with Gunner. So we'll hopefully have him up uh, very shortly. But yeah, I. I, I Everything, everything you just said, I it makes sense. Um, but we also know that that league can figure you at your tendencies out really, really quick. And well, he's got, know. he's got to change that up, man. Rob, defensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars to stop fads, to right. stop tendencies. You know, trends. What I'm yeah. yeah, trends. You know, you look at you know the RPOs. They figured out how to stop RPOs in the league. All you mm-hmm. do is crash the end. Um, um, scrape a linebacker to the outside and bring down a safety right there in the hole where you're going to try to throw the slant or the, or the stop route right there. 
That's how you stop RPOs. It's easy. Tampa Bay showed everybody the game plan, how to do it the year before. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So since they showed them how to do it the year before, everybody does it now. Everybody knows how to do it now. So when you have teams that run that type of scheme, it's easy to stop them. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. All right, we now have a game plan on how to stop Jalen Hurts. They probably, um, you know, Dallas, you know, uh, 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 Washington and New York spent so much time researching and going over tape and figuring out his tendencies. So he's got to go out there and show him I'm more than just a run one trick pony. I have to be able to go out there, go to my second and third read. They're gonna t- they're gonna start off by doing that, taking away that first read. Because they know once they take around that first read, they're going to mush rush them. Mush right. rush them is what yeah, he, he tends ends. to just take off. Yeah. Yeah. Like right away. Yeah. And when you, when you mush rush, that's when you rush halfway up the field, stop and wait for the quarterback to make a move. Mm-hmm. And then you go and get him. Instead of going up around and rushing the arc like most quarterbacks do, and I mean, uh, most defensive ends do to come around and get the quarterback, they don't do that with him because when you do that, you create rush lanes. And those quarterbacks that don't have great functional mobility, They'll be sitting right there where they're supposed to be at. Right. Not like Jason Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not going to do that. No, he's going to take off those lanes, lanes. He can take yeah. off in those lanes. So what they'll do is they'll rush halfway up the field and stop, look, and say, all right, you beat me with your arm. We don't feel as though our pass rushes, um, they, we don't need to get there. We want you to pass the ball. And we're going to sit here and wait until you start running, and then we're going to read and react off your running. And that's how he's gonna try, they're going to try to stop him. Is it Barrett? Are they – like, for example, week one, I know the, the Eagles killed the Lions, but will the Lions – I know you have to have the same personnel too, but will they? Will the game plan be similar to what they saw in Tampa because Tampa so dominated them? Absolutely. At, out of the shoot? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they, like, they, it's a copycat league also. They're going to look at what can they do to, to do to get the same results that, uh, that they had. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy once you look at it. Right. It's real easy. So I mean, is that what they incorporated all the stuff that you were just talking about? Is that is that what Tampa did? I mean, or yeah, were they? That's absolutely yeah. what they did. They yeah. played back, played soft, played back, played cover three. Their DBs were actually eight to ten yards off the off the receiver, eight to ten yards. Oh my god! All they really had to do was just throw slants, or just throw to the outside pitch and catch, and they get five to ten yards just from the nature of how deep the the, the um the corners were. But right. we didn't know how to take advantage of it. We didn't have plays to take advantage of it. And so and didn't. maybe didn't have the personnel to take advantage of it, too. We definitely didn't have the personnel to take advantage of it. I mean, remember, Reagan was just running around there with a, like a chick with his head cut off. Right, right. He gave us nothing in the game. Mm. Smitty, really, you know, he tried. But, you know, it's, it's really hard calling a defense, especially when you have blitzing safeties off the edge. They blitzed the safety off the edge, linebackers off the edge, and, and slanted that, that end um, all day. And that's how they stopped them. Hmm. You're not going to beat us. We're going to blitz. Look how many times when you watch people, when you watch our, that playoff game again, watch how they ran the safeties up on the line of scrimmage and scraped the end, blitzed on the outside with the linebacker and dared them to run a slant on the outside and dared them to run a stop route on the outside. Hmm. It would have been like pitch and catch for them all day. Yeah. But it's not just Jalen Hurst that didn't see it. The coaching staff didn't see it either. Right. Yeah. You know Fair. what I'm saying? Fair. I mean, if you're a coaching staff, look, look, man, this is you're going to have to throw the ball here. And then, you know, I don't want to hear that, you know, Jalen Hurst said, or, you know, he couldn't get the ball. No. If you're a coach, you say, stop, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run stop routes on the outside, or we're going to run slant routes because they're playing so far back. They cannot stop that. 
That's just like going seven on seven on the outside. A slant play from outside from a DB that's playing 10 yards back, that's easy pitch and catch all day long. But you got to do it, though. So if the, the coaches didn't do it, the head coach didn't see it, the quarterback didn't see it, of course, you know, other defenses are going to copy that same thing and do the same thing to him. They're going to dare Jalen Hurts to beat him with the pass. Now it's up to him. Can he go out there and do it? I think he can, but it doesn't matter what I think. Can he do it? Yeah, that's a million-dollar question. All right, so right. you you uh, discovered this. I thought it was really uh, cool. The all from CBS Sports, 2022 all under 25 offensive team. And, you know, we'll, we'll hit the, the over as well. But um, interestingly, no Eagles on this list. Right, 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 right. So I'll give you – Give you some examples, and and some of these are fair. I mean, Justin Herbert is is the first team on the you know with the Chargers. You know, hard to argue that what this guy's done his first two years. I mean, he's been, he was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year um, in 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 twenty one, uh, second in passing yards, third in passing touchdowns, you know, et cetera. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. Jonathan Taylor, look, this guy's been a machine. Eighteen hundred yards. I mean, eighteen touchdowns. He's been unreal. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is here comes the name. You ready for the pain? Right. Justin Jefferson, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, over 1600 yards, 108 catches, 10 touchdowns. Uh, could have been an Eagle. Jamar chase, his former teammate at LSU. How about 81 catches, 1400 yards, 13 touchdowns in his rookie year. And that connection with burrow that he has, I guess this one, CD lamb, 79 catches, 1,100 yards, six touchdowns. And you know he's going to get way more targets now that Amari Cooper's not there. Yes, so. he is. Yes, he um, is. Fair enough. Kyle Pitts. I didn't realize Pitts had over 1,000 yards last year. I did. I mean, I, I, he started coming on late. It was late in the season. Yeah. And we were all wrapped up in our Eagles, and, and they were sucking at the time. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> 68 catches and, and over 1,000 yards as a rookie. Pretty good, man, for the, uh, for the local kid. Uh, Rashawn Slater, who was a monster. Offensive tackle for the uh, for the Chargers, yeah. Northwestern, thirteenth overall, uh, earned an eighty three point six PFF grade, ranking him eighth among all tackles in the NFL. That is for, crazy for a rookie. For a rookie. Yeah. Oof. Oh man, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, who we probably don't know a whole lot about. USC, yeah, USC kid who, who was a guard for the Jets, fourteenth uh, yep. overall. Really good pick by them. Not sexy, maybe, but this dude is 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 legit. Is really really good. So um, he's another one. Creed Humphrey. Again, the guy wanted, you know, you, you loved him. Yeah. Kansas City. Yep. Yep. Center goes to the Chiefs. How about this? Graded out with a 93.1. He was the number one center in the NFL last year. Number one <laughs> of all and centers. It's his second year, too. Oh. I mean, Creed Humphrey's out of Oklahoma. He was, he was all of that when we you know when we were talking about it, I was like look if we need a replacement for Kelsey coming up here pretty soon we need to go look at him Creed Humphreys and Big Red must have heard me cuz they scooped him up real early he has amazing college film if he <laughs> there's video of him killing people yes in, in college I, I mean, him. yeah exactly all right so uh the next one is James Daniels from the Steelers he's an offensive guard who, you know, another young guy, the former bear, uh, you know, he, he's still really good. So, he's, he's, God, he's only, I can't believe he's still t- under 25, four years in the league. Um, but yeah, he's, finally he's starting to get it. He, he, 
he absolutely sucked his first year that he started, but now he's he's definitely he picked it up. He, he started picking up last year. Yeah, and that's only because they needed him to man because it was it was bad for a little while, man. A little but bit of a later he, bloomer, right? Yeah, yeah, he was a late bloomer. Yes, uh, this guy Tristan Wirfs, man, uh, from the Bucks is just phenomenal. He, he was the sixth best, best tackle in, in pro football last he was year. Worth everything, you know. It, it, and he was hurt um, during the well. He got hurt during our game, actually. The last uh, he did. You're right. Game. Eagles game. Yep. He got hurt in the Eagles game. And, you know, from that point, he, you know, when they played the Rams, he just didn't have it. He didn't play. He tried to play mm-hmm. and he hurt the team by playing. You he know, wasn't he himself. Was no, yeah, they were taking it. Yeah. Was that, is that why Kerrigan had such a big game? He finally yeah. showed up. Okay. Yes. Because Kerrigan <laughs> was in witness exactly protection program the entire year. And they and get so, two sacks. <laughs> suddenly in the playoff, he was like peak Ryan Kerrigan in Washington. <laughs> I'm like, where did this come from, man? He tried to play, man. He tried to come back in and he just couldn't do it, man. Yeah. And, and he got beat like a drum, man. So Kerrigan, you know, eked out two more sacks for his career sack total. And yeah. I guess he's going to ride off into the sunset now. Uh, he kind of took last year off anyway. So he should have been well, you know, <laughs> rested. All right, so uh, he second, played like he played like forty percent of the snaps earlier. No, it was more a total non-factor, like, and 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 did not record a stat. Right, he was he, stat lineless up until like the eighth game of the season. For a dude who had a really good career and killed the Eagles Absolutely. in his career, Absolutely. like he comes here and he does nothing. I thought year. it was a huge pickup for us. I did. I thought he was Chris Long reincarnated. Yes, yes, yes. And so, little did we know this guy. No. And he played more than forty percent of the snaps. He was yeah. always on the field, and 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 never recorded a tackle, no, a hurry, a sack, or anything. He was just you, out there. You needed him desperately when Brandon Graham went down, and he exactly. gave you nothing. And nothing. I thought that was going to be the case. I thought he was all right. This is what we brought him in for. He's gonna he's gonna make something happen. Well, hell, we should have brought in Chris Long. Yeah, right. Honestly, <laughs> how he would have given you more. Right. Um, all right. So second team, Mac Jones. Najee Harris, like a running back out of Pittsburgh. Yes. Jalen Waddle, who's a stud. Yep. DK Metcalf still isn't even 25 yet or over 25. Oh my That's God. That's crazy. T. Higgins, really good. Noah yep. Font, excellent yep. receiver or tight end, excuse me, receiving tight end. Yeah, Andrew Thomas. Him. Actually, one of the things the Giants did right, Barrett, was Andrew Thomas, the left tackle. No question. Good no player. Question. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Oniwanu from the Patriots. Easy for me to say. <laughs> Lloyd Lloyd Cushenberry, Cushenberry, excuse me, the third. He's a center from the Broncos. Yep. Trey Smith, right guard from the Chiefs, and Penny Sewell, who you were a little worried about him early in his career, but it looks like he's starting to kind of get it now. Now he's uh, playing like a number five pick in the country now. Yeah. He's starting to play like that. You know, he was the number five um, player picked in his draft. They jumped up to get him. Yeah. And uh, he's just now starting to pay the dividends of being that high of a draft pick. I mean, he, he, dominated at Oregon. I mean, dominated. Oh, oh You know what yeah, I'm saying? Was, you see his workouts, he was just unreal, man. But what's funny on this list, man, I don't see uh, – uh, Yeah, what do you – would you uh, – let me think about this. Where's my – is my lot of 25 – is he 26? Yes, he is. He's 26, I think. All right, so he wouldn't He wouldn't fit in the category. Um, uh, when they made this list, I really thought that um, that A.J. Brown was, was – Yeah, because he's – yeah, he's right. Huh. You know, where is he at? AJ I wonder if they him. just assumed. No, they could have just assumed he was older than he was. Um, no, because he was better than him. I mean, you know what? 
now that I think about it, you know, I mean, he, I think he's better than T. Higgins. All right. So I think you could argue Mylotta. Yep. AJ Brown. There's um, really not much else you could argue, honestly. I, how old is Goddard? He's probably right on the border there. Let me see yeah. how, old, how old he is. Because, I mean, I, I'm going to guess he's 26, but I very well could be wrong on that one. That's just off the top of my head. Well, he was after an 18, yeah, he probably is, yeah. Uh, let me see. All right, so gutsy Goddard. Goddard. Born in 95, yeah. So he's 27. Yeah. He'll be 27. Yeah, yeah, so he he's he would fall out of that category. Right, um, right, right, right. They're real honestly, man. Yeah, he's twenty seven already. So there really isn't. Maybe uh, after this year, Landon Dickerson could get some consideration. Right, right. But I mean, you're right, man. Um, oh, Jordan Malata's right. He just he just turned. Yeah, 22. he's tw- he's twenty. He's still twenty five. Or twenty five. Yeah. So he could have gotten under the uh, radar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one. I think I think that's the one you hang your hat on. AJ Brown yeah. and Mylotta. I think they're yep. the two. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the rest of them, it's fair. And 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 I got to tell you, in looking at the list, there was nobody I really had a beef with. Like every one of those guys is really good. No, like, when I, you, yeah. When when you have when you have DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't believe he's still. Oh God, that's a killer. Yeah, he, but he and he and um he he and um um AJ Brown came out together. Right, Playing on the same team came uh-huh. out together. Man, that was good recruiting class. Uh, Great by old Miss, class. yeah, Great. that's for sure. And, and that's where they they got all that trouble, though. Remember, they got all that trouble. They did, but the, <laughs> because the, of their draft. Well, the other thing I want to see is like I, I want I want to start doing some investigative reporting on uh, uh, Mississippi's uh, strength and conditioning coach because the receivers <laughs> look like they're you know like offensive linemen. They're the, the strongest right, receivers right. I ever saw coming right, out right, of college. Right. These guys are jacked. Um, all right, so when we come back, Barrett, we're going to dive into a – we're still trying to get Gunner straightened out. We don't know what's going on there. Um, but we will – we're trying to uh, – we're going to look at hot seats. What coaches yes. in both conferences are on the hot seat and which teams are boom-bust potentials the most? The ones that you say, man, if this goes right or if not, we'll uh, come back, we'll get Gunner with us, and we'll we'll dive into coaching hot seats and boom or bust Derek Gunn will be joining us when we get back. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
the mommy slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to ready, go to look at fake mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Day. Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Tuesday. All right, so Gunner, we got you all straightened out. Everything okay? <laughs> my my son-in-law, who is a techie, he decides to hook up my daughter's new laptop to the modem for whatever reason. And um, when my daughter unplugged it, she plugged it back into the wrong port. So we basically, we have two separate Wi-Fi. So we had two going into one instead of two going into two. So that was a problem. So my son, my son, who you know, both of them, my son and daughter work from home. So they both got knocked out. Well, my daughter had the day off. So my son got knocked out. So they ran down and figured out what happened. So I'm sure Barrett was extremely happy. I, happy I was gone not to antagonize him and, and, you know, but it's okay. That was an unprovoked, um, that was unprovoked. I didn't do anything, and I just no. I didn't say you did anything. I said I'm sure you were happy that you didn't have to listen to me for a while. That's all I you, said. New shades no, on no, too, don't no. you, Gunner? New glasses? No, they're the same ones. The oh, same they are. One. I'm oh, gonna okay. get some new ones though. I'm gonna get some oh. like some frames like Barrett's. All right. Are those computer glasses or eyeglasses, Barrett? Computer glasses. I I think I need to get them too, man. See, yeah. I wear I wear eyeglasses. Usually just to read, but since we've been doing this show, I wear from three hours every day now. I usually only wear reading glasses late at night. You know, you, the day wears on, your eyes feel weaker. Sure. See, and everything looks smaller, you know, when we get to a certain age. Yeah. But now that I wear them three days, I mean, three hours a day, I take these glasses off. I can barely see the computer screen without it being blurry. Mm. So I, I, I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to get uh, some different frames. My wife says, you need to get some stylish frames. I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Well, but because I, she says it, you, then you got to do it. I, I'm do nearsighted, it. so I I need. You, oh. Yeah, I can see. I'm no problem seeing any kind of like you know copy that's close to me. But I need if I'm you know, from distance, I yeah. need glasses, man. I'm driving at night. I need glasses. So you I wear see. contacts? No, no. I, I can read everything oh. like close. It's okay. no problem. Okay. But if I'm like when we, I'll give you an example, like uh, when Barrett and I were doing uh, breakfast on Broad. Uh, not and the cameras were pretty relatively close to their credit, but w if they're a certain distance away, man, I better have my specs on, or I'm not gonna be able to see any of the mm. prompter. So that's <laughs> really? kind of where I'm at. Oh yeah, I've been that way for a long time. That's nothing. That's nothing new. Um, wow. So all right, we, we, we while you were away, we 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 ran through our uh, Eagles in in you know level of importance, and right, I think right. we were still there for a little bit of that, but we jumped in some other stuff. All right, so let right. let's dig into our coaching hot seats, guys. 
And let's see. I have one, two, three. I have six. All right. You tell two, me if I'm uh, I'm going to throw mine out there. Tell me what I'm missing, what you agree, what you disagree with. Mike McCarthy, Dallas, especially with Sean Payton now waiting in the wings. Matt Rule, Carolina. Two, Go, yep. Goes without saying. Cliff Kingsbury. The, the, oh, the, the, the Kingsbury yep. of collapses in, in Arizona. Yep. yep. Pete Carroll, which I'm at some yep. point they're going to be yep. making a move there uh, in, in Seattle. Yep. I threw Kyle Shanahan on here. I did not. Because oh. I think that's going to be – this could be a telling year for the, uh, for the Niners. Uh, and one other one that people may disagree with, Frank Reich. I threw him on mine also. That's all I have. I didn't know so, if you guys had um... – I have two more. Okay. Yeah, who do you have? I have Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who won the division his first year there seven and nine, and has done nothing since. Uh, obviously, they've had a carousel of quarterbacks, which which hurts yeah. more so than it helps. And I have Lovey Smith. Now, if they did in my guy David Cully after one year, what would they do to Lovey Smith down in I, Houston? I don't know what Houston's doing, man. Yeah, so uh, I put those two on there. Chairs in hell. No, no, that was like. <laughs> Blaming Brett Brown for the early Sixers years. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, what, what do you want this yeah. guy to do, man? He doesn't have any talent. I mean, give me a break. Um, I, that's you, all right. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I probably wouldn't throw Lovey on there, but I, who knows what Houston's going to do because that's what a I'm saying. Hey, organization. The fact that they did to, 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 to Cully, what they did to him after one year, no quarterback, they traded away all their primetime talent. And you took this man after one year. I, I haven't. I can't remember the last time I see. I saw that, unless there was a heated dispute, a very tense dispute between the coach and the front office. And if you know anything about David Culley, you you know he's not a very confrontational person. He's a very good coach. He's a player's coach, but he's not one to cause a riff. So the fact that he got backdoored after one year in Houston is a bit surprising, considering the mess and lack of talent they have down there. So Lovey Smith, who's been around the block a few times, he's well-respected as a defensive mind in both the pro and college game. Um, I, I wouldn't put anything past Houston the way they're going right now. Yeah, that's fair. I'll add two more to it. Okay. Um, Robert Sally. Um, He's got to uh, change things around. Um, he, they gave him a quarterback. Yeah. They gave him, was it three first-round picks this year? Yeah. If he doesn't get things going this year, he could be out of there, bro. Yeah, but Zach Wilson, I, I'm still not sold on Zach Wilson. First well, of all, that's why. That's why because yeah, it was his draft. Um, that well, was it his draft or was it um, what's his name's draft? Um, I thought that was his draft. Uh, well, now what was what's what's he was here in Philly? What's his name again? Big dude, Doug, uh, Doug, uh, Douglas, Joe Douglas. D- uh, Joe Douglas. Was it his draft or was it was I, it I, Salah's I mean, draft? It's still it's still his. I mean. He was the coach. They wanted, yeah. they wanted him. Okay. And you got you got three highly touted rookies, and they're going to be good, but will they be what they're supposed to be after just one year, in their first year? I mean, we, we all know rookies. I don't care where you drafted, whether you're drafted first or 256. If you play on a regular basis, you're going you're gonna to go through growing pains. You're going to have some highs and some lows, and hopefully you get better as you go along. So I think Salah may have one year beyond that because this, this – because of because they're in the midst of of of, of revamping themselves, it, a lot of it falls just like just like Daniel Jones. A lot of it falls on Zach Wilson's shoulders uh, with the Jets, but I think Salah has. I think he gets one more year beyond this before they 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 put him under the guillotine, so to speak. Yeah, and I got one guy's a reach though. Okay, and that was Kevin Stefanski. 
Ooh, Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's a good one. I think he gets a. I think he gets a mulligan though because of the quarterback situation. <laughs> I would hope so. Like I, to me, I I get where you're coming from, Barrett, with that, but that would be a joke. Like if, if I mean, he still doesn't know who's going to be quarterbacking week one as we sit. Right, here. right, right, right. And right. you know, if this is ten games, what are you really expecting this guy to do with Jacoby Brissett? I exactly. Mean, so he should definitely get a pass this year, but he may not. Who knows? I mean, that's another goofy owner. You know, oh, in Cleveland. Definitely, definitely. So there, there's a there's a lot that could be uh, could be going on. But all right, so let's look at them. Let's go through McCarthy. We for all the reasons, I, I think he he won despite himself in in Green Bay because he had Aaron Rodgers and could have won and should have won more. And we know Jerry Jones is obsessed, straight up obsessed with Sean Payton. He yep. loves him, and Sean Payton is just kicking back, man. He'll be doing TV this year. And you know that Jerry's drooling over those options. And he's got plenty of money to be able to eat whatever's left on McCarthy's salary. So if they, if Dallas doesn't, I'm going to say win two playoff games, or at yep. least at the minimum one, yep. they're making a change there. They're yeah, Jerry change. Jones is very impatient. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, in a lot of ways, Jones uh, has become a mockery in the NFL. You, you know, you're touted as America's team. You've spent money year in and year out to get better uh, across the board. You haven't done anything since the 90s. Jerry Jones is as competitive as they come in terms of wanting to be on a national platform. His football team is more important to him than any other business entity that he has under his umbrella. And Jerry Jones wants to be back in the limelight. And even when they thought they were going to have good teams, they somehow flopped. So I don't think Jerry Jones' patience is very long with Mike McCarthy because you're not talking about rebuilding down there. You retooled in some ways. Now, their retooling process took a significant step back because of some of the personnel they lost, especially along the offensive line in terms of ed- and in terms of edge rushers. So he's on the hot seat right now. Um, and, and I think, you know, he, he won the division last year, but he got bounced in his first playoff game. That's not going to sit well with Jerry Jones this year. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Matt Rule, for every obvious reason, um, you know, he went there with much hype. They gave him a lot of money when he came over from Baylor. Uh, frankly, I thought he'd have more success than he's had so far. He, he hasn't. Also. Yeah. And he hasn't been able to find that elusive quarterback, which can make anybody look like a mediocre to bad coach. And I think that plays a lot into this thing. Um, well, he's but, also only had his his primary weapon. He's only had him for ten games in two years. Yeah, McCaffrey. That's huge. Is, that's uh, huge. That's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. I, I I don't. It may not matter in the end if they don't win this year. All those things we we can all agree. But I think he still will get bounced if they don't have success. Right. Um, Kingsbury to me, you know, it was a weird hiring. Like he wasn't uber he, successful no. as a college head coach. No, he came from out of nowhere. And and you were like he sucked at a he was a 500 team in the yeah. Big 12. He made Mahomes look, you know, pedestrian kind of to right. an extent. Um, and, and wasn't he? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he close to taking like the USC offensive coordinator job, and he got the Cardinals head coaching job? Yep. yep. That whole thing was weird. And yet so, Eric Eric Bieniemy can't get a job. Yeah, weird. I mean, it's I know why Bieniemy. I I know that's ridiculous. I'm just saying it's weird. Kingsbury gets that gig, but. He better win, you know. They better win, and 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 a lot of his fate is going to be tied to Kyler Murray. Obviously, he's got to have a huge year for them, and they yeah. they have got to finish strong. 
They got to. This oh, is different no for them this year. They got to survive early without DeAndre Hopkins, and then they got to turn it on later. Yeah, because it usually goes the other way for them. Absolutely. Well, well I mean, looking at you know, looking at that team, that team is built to win now. You know, and, yeah, it and is. There, there lies the problem because he hasn't. He's won, but he's never did anything in the playoffs. Yeah. And his quarterback right now, I mean, if I was him, I'd sign a quarterback just because they're tied together by the hip. You know, that that's his guy. Right. So I mean, I don't understand why he's not signed him as as a uh as as a head coach who's tied to a guy like that. I'd I'd have been signed, but I man, I don't know what's going on, man. I mean, yeah, it feels I I you know, I, I don't know. What 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 should, how do you guys feel about Murray? I like I, I get a sense I think I, I, I'm his, you, his teammates probably don't love him. Is right, my sense. Right. The, you know, the intangibles you, you hear with, um, with, with Jalen hurts are not the same intangibles you hear with, with Murray, his yes. on the field intangibles are, are great. But as far as his leadership qualities on how, you know, every, I mean, even, even the commercials he has are, are, are really one-sided and very, um, Kind of selfish in, 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 yeah, yeah, in how they come across, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, yeah. you could, you could tell, you know, from, I mean, just from an outside guy looking in, mm-hmm. I mean, it may be totally, you know, a farce. I don't probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but as a, as, as, as I look at the team and how they follow him, it's like, all right, all right, all right we'll, we'll, all right, we're, we're going out. Yeah, we're going out. It's not like Jalen Hurts, man. He had guys running through brick walls for him, right? Yeah, I can't yeah. see the same enthusiasm in following. I mean, because I see him a couple of times, he got knocked down and nobody went and picked him up. Yeah, dudes aren't in a rush to pick him up. But no. also, when things <laughs> yeah, go poorly, yeah. he gets sacked. He's he's given some dirty looks and some bad body language. Right, right, right. He's never – you better be Aaron Rodgers or somebody if you're doing that stuff. So Protect anyway. the hands that feed you, bro. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that, man. You cannot do that. Because I'm telling you, man, it got to a point. It got to a point where – um. Not with me, but I mean, with with when I've seen guys, you know, look at a guy at the quarterback position and look like, "Hey, man, you know, I suggest you be quiet." I yeah, or, you or or you'll really yeah. see what it's like if, if right, the block right. is missed, <laughs> right, <laughs> or right, something yeah. like that. Um, all right, let's jump over to to Boomer Bust, Boomer Bust, and this is more of a team than an individual thing here. Um, but I don't want to always be the first one, you know, grabbing these. So I, I have my list. But, but do, do you guys have a list, or I can throw you a list, and you guys can react. And well, boom or bust. We'll start off with the um, with the team that you know we cover every day, the Eagles. Okay. I mean, we're we're talking about a team that you know potentially you don't know, have everything in place to be a boom, a gold mine. You know what I'm saying? We 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 hit the mother load. The the vein is there. You know what I'm saying? And, you know we're ready to go and and, and get all the the gold out of this vein. Mm-hmm. But we also have um, a situation where if it doesn't fall together, it can fall apart very quickly, very quickly. Things can go downhill very fast if we don't handle this season in the right way mm-hmm. because it can get away from you real quick. You know, games that you should win and you don't win, now it gets serious very quick. Like, yeah. you know, the first two games should be wins. But it could be nasty if we lose those two games, you know. And this is definitely a possibility, especially with the way this schedule is. That oh, you know that yeah. could happen. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just starting off, that could be one boomer busting. Um, uh, we just got through talking about the Cardinals. You know, they have a roster 
their roster looks really good from the outside looking in, man. You know, they went out and got Hollywood Brown. Uh, Rondell Moore is a is a weapon, man. He's a Swiss Army knife. He can play running back, receiver. I mean, he's so fast, man. You know, um, you know, I thought he was a great pick from Purdue when they when they picked him up because his speed, man. He's he's a racehorse. And then this offensive line has has finally gotten to um, it's finally got to a place where. They can do a lot of stuff well. They can pass block and they can run block. They went out and got a tight end in, in um in Ertz, you know, so they can run the ball with 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 James Conner. On the defensive side of the ball, they got JJ Watt. You know what I mean? They they got Marcus Golden. They have some key players, you know, that could another Swiss Army Knight, Isaiah Simmons. You know, he can play safety, he can play linebacker, he can rush the passer, you know, he, all three levels he could he could play at. Buddha Baker's one of the best safeties in the league, an all-purpose safety. So they have a lot, you know what I'm saying, on that team as far as being a team that could go definitely go out there and boom. But once it can go, once it goes back and go, you know, it can go bad very, very quick. Okay. Very quick, you know, especially yeah. with the quarterback situation. Hey, look, and I think it's fair. I, you know, when you make the moves that they made in the offseason, you get in the playoffs unexpectedly. You know, you've you've set yourself up to it, you know, minimal win a playoff game. Um, and if they don't, yeah, I mean, that's that will not sit well in the city, man. And it will especially not sit well if the quarterback doesn't play well, because then you have uncertainty at the most important position in sports. So yeah. things can really change quickly on a dime with this Eagles team. Another team, the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. If that quarterback situation is not right and, you, you know, they aren't – they aren't playing up to expectations. You know, talking about a coach to be on the hot seat also. You know, Dennis Allen could be on the hot seat, you know what I'm saying, real quick also because he's putting a lot of faith in Jameis Winston because they went out and got a lot of weapons. You know, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, you know, Michael uh, Michael Thompson's still there. They got – well, Alvin Kamara will be going for the first six weeks. But, you know, I mean, they got Mark Ingram sitting there waiting. You know what I mean? He could, he could ball because after – after Jameis Winston, they do have Andy Dalton there. So, you know, they got some key pieces that can help. And that defense, we're not even going to talk about that defense. That defense is all world, man. I love all, I love all three levels of their defense from the from the rushing the passer with, with uh, Davenport and Jordan, the linebacker situation with Davis, um, you know, Tyron Matthews at the Honey Badgers there now, mm-hmm. you know, along with, uh, you know, one of the best quarters, cornerbacks in the, in the league with Marshawn Lattimore. They're stacked at the defensive side of the ball. They just need that quarterback position to, uh, you know, to, to to be well, and then they could be a really, really good team. But they could be a really bad team with him also. Man, I have I have two, four, six, eight, ten teams on my list. All right, throw, throw, throw I got. I don't, I don't know, man. One, two, three, four. No, I have nine. But go ahead, get there. Yeah, uh, Minnesota. Yes. You know that's a team that were eight nine last year. They have all the talent in the world on both sides of the ball. We've we've raved about their front seven on defense. They've got two outstanding pass catchers. They've got a good running game. Um, will this team? Will this be the year they finally overtake Green Bay in the division? You know, we're going to find out. I put Green Bay on the list. Losing Devontae Adams will will just will disrupt Ooh. that passing game tremendously. Um, I think Green Bay's better on defense, but can they put up the points without Devontae Adams? Whether he's a decoy or the primary target, that's a huge loss for Green Bay. Yeah. I put Dallas on that list. You know, Dallas is yeah. Dallas was number one on my list. They're on my uh, list also. Yeah, I put them number one on my list. Um, 
again, because Jerry Jones is a very impatient man right now. He's tired of being second second tier level of discussion around the National Football League. That America's team moniker has worn off. It is tarnished significantly now. So those are just three of the teams that I put on my list. I'll let you get into some of yours. Well, let me add one thing to the Dallas thing. I mean, you're talking about 25 plus years now since they won a Super Bowl. Yep. And and I don't mean this in any way disrespectful, and and I'm not trying to come off as like ageist or any of that. I'm not. But he's an older man now. And I saw it with Ed Snyder. You you get very impatient, man, when you know you don't have a ton of time on this earth. And I think it affects the way you do things. I think there's more of a sense of urgency. Like he waited yep. a long time with Jason Garrett. I don't think he's going to do the same with no, uh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, surprised and- McCarthy wasn't fired last year after that, uh, after running a QB. A sneak. At, yeah. QB you know, draw. That, that whole, draw, whatever, that, whatever yeah, it was. It was a joke. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to get fired right then and there. Like before yeah. he even left the field, you know what I'm saying? You are fired right now. You yep. know what I'm saying? I, I yeah. thought he was, man. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I agree. Um, I, I well, my I have the Vikings, Commanders, Saints, Dolphins, Browns, Colts, Titans, Chargers, 49ers. Mm. Boomer mm. bust. Now, what I mean by that is like I don't think give me uh, give, give me a 49ers. Give me a 49ers. Right, 40, well, the reason I think that is I just I, I don't know what's gonna happen at quarterback, even though they're talented in a lot of other positions. And if you don't have a quarterback, you're in trouble. And you remember last year, they started off really poorly. And to their credit, they got it together and went on a run to get in, into the postseason. I, I think that's why, you know, if this team isn't a playoff team or maybe loses in the first round or whatever, I, I think Shanahan's in a little bit of trouble. Like he, I think he's respected around the league and would land on his feet quickly. But it may be time for a change there in San Francisco. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. What, what I mean by that with the Dolphins is, I just don't know if two is that guy. And they they spent a lot, yeah, man, yeah. on Tyreek Hill, among others. It wasn't just Tyreek Hill. And <laughs> there's a good amount of talent on that team that I – look, I thought they screwed over Flores last year, and there was a lot going on there, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't mean this like McCoy's going to get fired if they don't make the playoffs, but I think that team has potential to be pretty good or – and they're in a tough division. You deal with the Patriots and the Bills, man. Yeah, I think they're better off with Bridgewater at quarterback than Tua. Mm. You said think, that before. Yes, I did, and I'll say you it again. I think I think they're better. I think they would have more success with Bridgewater at the helm with that offensive firepower they have, in terms of decision making, accuracy, uh, staying in the pocket a little bit longer, not scrambling too soon. I think Teddy Bridgewater is better suited to lead that team than Tua, but because Tua is this high first round pick. You know, they're going to go with them as long as they can. Sometimes a coach that will go with a quarterback too long, and all of a sudden they're at the bottom looking up in a division, it's too late to catch up. So I wonder I wonder if two is on a, a quick hook notice if he doesn't get his act together sooner rather than later. Mm. Mm. Well, Pretty you know interesting. What? I mean, you, you're right, man. From a, from a look how much money they invested. Um, yeah. they, signed, they signed um Kaseki back. Yep. Um, they 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 got Tyreek Hill. They went and got Cedric Wilson Jr. Yep, sure did. Uh, from Dallas. Uh, they went out Connor Williams from Dallas. The, yep. You know, offensive line. Yep. Yep. Um, you, they they went out and, and got Tyron Armstead, left tackle from from the Saints. Yep. Yep. He's there now. Um, I, I'm just looking at the defensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, they're okay. You know, they got a first rounder and Jalen Phillips. You know, a couple years ago they. Uh, the best cornerback, or well, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, Xavier um, Howard. 
Yeah. I mean, they got Byron Jones from Dallas two years ago. Mm-hmm. He's worked out for them. You know, they have they have a pretty good team, man. Christian Wilkins, you know, really good interior guy, first rounder, balls out. You know, so they yep. they they, yep. they have some they have they have a complete team. Put it like that, they have a complete team. A complete team meaning they're solidified at the O line, the D line. They're solidified with linebackers. The linebackers are pretty good. Uh, their secondary is pretty good. Offensive side of the ball, receivers they're good. Running backs, they got you know Chase Edmonds and uh and Moster. He's there also. They got Sony Michelle. They went. I got Sony Michelle also. Yep. So you know they they they're cool at you know in that position. You know they got a really good tight end. So I mean you you have to go out there and play. They have the core to go out there and win. So is yep. it boom or bust for uh Mike McDaniel? I don't know if it's necessarily boom or bust. He just got there. Right, but the expectations are high in that locker room, and they want him to be as explosive and in his play calling as he was with um, was he what with the 49ers? So we'll see. I, I have I have four more teams on my list that you guys didn't touch on. Well, three more. Well, no, one, two, three. Yeah, I got four more on my list. You didn't even touch on Cleveland, obviously. Yeah, uh, because of the quarterback situation, Kansas City. Mm. You know, Kansas City is the wild, wild west now, man, with all these quarterbacks in that division. So you think there's a bust factor there with Casey? I do too. If they don't win a division, yeah. I think there's a bust factor there. Um, if one of these other teams rises up, they've controlled that division for a number of years now. Yep. Um, I think they, you know, it's very easy. You know, the the, the talent pool level has tightened in the AFC West. Oh, From quarterback sure. to edge rushers. Uh, so it's not a given that Kansas City is going to win that division. What about Baltimore? Baltimore has all their weapons back. It's not guaranteed. There's a new kid in town in the AFC North, and their names are the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. You know, so and, a, and and you enter with a somewhat unhappy Lamar Jackson with his contract situation. There you go. Yeah. And he put that he put that Twitter uh, notification out a few days ago. Then he deleted it about I need my money. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he said it was injustice that people blew it out of blew it out of proportion. Oh, we know something about blowing stuff out of proportion, right? Uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at this dude here, and I don't like to give credit to any, you know, I don't like this this VJ514. Derek Gunn lies on Jalen Hurts fake news. Keep thinking that. Okay, anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, what about what about did you guys mention Indy? What about Indianapolis? I have Indy on yeah, Indy you 100% on the list. Yeah, okay. 100 yeah. I mean, it's simply because you know, what's it been now for Frank Reich? He left after the Super Bowl, right? 18, 19, even though he's dealt with all I mean, he's gone from did he have luck? For one year, uh, I don't think. No, he never had no. luck. He retired away. Okay, he retired and he never you know, had luck during camp. Anyway, but he Can said, you "Imagine the, if he did." Well, yeah, it's, but but it's 18, 19, 20, 21. This is his fifth year now, right? So, yeah, they, they need to make some noise. Yeah, yeah, they, they need to make some noise. See, Tampa Bay's built to win now, so now you've got a more stable quarterback in Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, so you you got. So you've got Matt Ryan now. You've got the you got the returning rushing champ. Um, you got a great offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in the game. You got a very good defense. The only thing you're lacking in is a premier pass catcher. Yeah. But you have all the tools to be successful. Um, so you know, Frank Reich is under under the microscope right now. Uh, it didn't work with Carson Wentz. He went out and got his boy Carson. That didn't work to the point they couldn't wait to get rid of Carson after one year. <laughs> You know, and then the front and, office and weren't afraid to him. tell anybody that yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. right. It gave yeah. you reasons why too. <laughs> yeah, 
I, yeah. I still never seen anything like it. I haven't, right. either. I haven't either. You, you never do that. You never, you know, you no, never. No. The you owner, the, the the GM, I mean, these guys are like, yeah, they, we, they he has off. to go. Like, yeah, okay. they went off. And let me I'm, tell you why. Oh, you didn't have to ask me. I'm going to tell you why anyway. Yeah, oh, and, and by the way, who wants him? And, yeah. Right. <laughs> Crazy. But everybody What's, loves Ballard, so he got kind of a pass. Like, people know Ursay's a bit of a whack job, but it, it's yeah, strange. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. I, I, but that's good. I mean, there are a lot of teams that could – that's why it's boom bust. Like, they could be really good. I mean, it could be really good, but it it could go the other way, you know, very very yeah. quickly. It, some of it is how much you spent in the offseason, what moves you made, how much – or if your coach is kind of getting up there in his tenure with, with a certain team, et cetera. Yeah. So, what, what you lost. What you lost. Yeah, there, yeah. So There's a lot going on there, that's for sure. All right, so we will step aside. We'll dive into a little open talk. we got a bunch of different things. I'll give you a – Hey, 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 spe- hey. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Speaking of open talk, yeah. When we were talking about the Jets earlier, yeah. On our on our a chat feed here, people started talking about. Did you hear the story about Zach Wilson? His ex girlfriend blew him up. Um, and you ought to see his ex girlfriend while we're in a commercial break. You got just punt type in. Oh, I seen her. Zach Wilson cheats on girlfriend and see the story behind this. This is crazy. We got to talk about this in open talk. All right, we'll do what we'll do the Zach Wilson thing first when we get All back. Right. Uh, we will do that. Some Steeler stuff, some Flyer stuff. Interesting tidbit on the Phillies manager regarding tonight's game. A lot to dive into. Andre Iguodala had something interesting to say regarding Rasheed Wallace. So we got a lot to do. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. 
United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Final segment of the program, Sports Take, Jake Sports YouTube Network. Uh, D. Gunn, B. Brooks, R. Ellis on this Tuesday. All right, Gunnar, so you, you have a little more on this one than I do. So give me the whole the, the Zach Wilson uh, saga here. So I'm, I'm looking at this story, um, and supposedly the headlines uh, is that Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend blasted him for cheating on her and dating his mother's best friend, who's supposedly hot as well, <laughs> I, dude, this 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 is like soap right. opera. So he dumps the girlfriend. She's unhappy about it, and and puts him on notice. Blast. Puts him on notice. No, she only does it because she's dating his college roommate or something like that. Yeah, they were oh. his college, his former college roommate. They were best friends. They are no longer friends. So now she is dating the 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 ex best friend. And so the mother gets, and, and she, initial, she wouldn't have said anything if if people hadn't got on her IG and started calling her a homie hopper. What is a homie hopper? Homie hopper? H O M I E, homie hopper. Hold on. So and she, she defends herself. All right, they break up. Yes. Who's, did he start dating the mom's friend first before she started dating it, the ex roommate? I, I don't know. I, well, well, she. The reason she broke up with him is because she found out oh, he was that cheating. he was cheating on her with the mom's best friend. Okay. So now she, I guess okay. in retaliation, <laughs> she's now dating his former friend. They're no longer friends. Uh, so then it goes on to talk about how, right. Have you seen pictures of her? Uh, yeah. of, who's her? Which his who ex, Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend. Yes. Yes. He, he okay. did well for himself. <laughs> yeah. So it supposedly goes on to say, uh, uh, Zach Wilson is the GOAT, tweeted former wide receiver Chas Johnson Johnson using a, an acronym for the greatest of all time. Confirmed, replied Seattle Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf, who added that laughing emoji. And then it goes on to talk about how Wilson's mom, who's an influencer, posted an emotional nearly 30-minute long Instagram video on Monday decrying, decrying the evils of social media and online pr uh, predators. But instead of referring to her son's love life, however, she spoke of the pain of her daughter turning on her and hating her because of Satan working through social media. Oh, boy. I thought okay. I had mastered parenting. I, I was like, I'm a freaking bad bleep. I have a kid in the NFL, she added. Um, have you seen that the, his yeah. mother is, uh, is yeah, a first I'm round like pick, too? Yeah, I'm looking there's at the a lot going on here, man. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. Dude, this is like soap opera 101. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Man. No wonder that Zach can't focus on playing quarterback. He's got too many outside interests. Makes you thankful. You know, Jalen Hurts just likes football, it seems like. Let's let's My hope it, stay, it stays that way. Dude, 
Right. This is this is. I crazy. mean, Zach Wilson's twenty two and he's dating his mom's friend. I mean, what is uh, what is going on there, man? Either his and mom, keep, uh, mom is, likes has young friends, or you know, so somebody's uh, robbing a cradle. Yeah. It said it said the mom's mom's the cougars. mom's best friend, and the mom's friend is hot, according to this. <laughs> All I, right. I, I, hey, 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 man! I'm just here to I'm just here to spread cheer and controversy. Yeah, you, Woody Woodpecker over there, you know, staring it up, <laughs> doing, doing your thing, man. I, all right, I haven't seen the the the. I've seen his mom, the former girlfriend, but I haven't seen the mom's friend yet. So that's kind of now. Supposedly, oh, I just, I just a, saw the mom's friend. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. That's a you a, a full picture of her or what? Um. Uh, I can't. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to confirm whether this is her or not. I will tell okay. you this. The ex-girlfriend, uh, spectacular, yeah. uh, you know, spectacular. But anyway, so <laughs> I so, digress. So it says that Zach Wilson took a picture on a beach somewhere of him and his new flame, but the picture of the new flame doesn't show her face. So oh. I, okay, one of those. All right. Well, interesting. I, I'm sure they're having a field day with this in New York. Uh, he oh, better dude. play well this year. Here's the thing. Dude. All this stuff to us is very funny, and I'm enjoying it too. That dude better perform or else he's oh, going to get killed. Oh my goodness! He's gonna get killed. Yeah. Oh, Barrett, what are you checking out? Some pictures? What are you going on over there? Yeah, I'm looking at. I'm looking at the best friend. Yeah, Ma, Daz claims that the mom's friend is ridiculous. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, Daz, you're, okay. you're absolutely right. All Mr. right, deals. Yes. <laughs> Wait, how are you seeing pictures of the mom's best friend? <laughs> I, I, I typed in Zach Wilson's mom's best friend. This is this is what Let's it's say. come to. Yeah, really. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Hey, you guys keep talking. I'm looking for the mom's best friend. Yeah, we, we're going to lose Gunner, I think, at this point. Hopefully, he'll stick around. Um, all right. So you look. You do your research on that, Derek. You, you dig into that one. Huh? Right. I'll huh? give you. I'll give you a, fun, a cool little stat here from the Phillies. You know, Rob Thompson's Canadian, right? Did you guys know that the Phillies interim manager is Canadian? I didn't know that. I didn't know okay. that. Hey, I. This is hard to believe. For the first time in Major League Baseball history, a Canadian manager will manage in his home country. What? So he's managing in Toronto tonight, and it's the first time that a Canadian manager has managed a Major League team in his home country. Wow. Pretty awesome, right? That is awesome. Wow. Very cool. Good for him. Oh, my goodness. Barrett, I thought this one would hit you particularly hard, man. It's no longer Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. that's, That's the worst, man. It, it looked, I, I was just like, is Mama called Hinesfield? It's going to be Hinesfield. Yes, a little coming to America. Yeah. Um, it's called Acrisure Stadium for the first time since this, I guess the stadium opened in 01, I think it was, Barrett. Yes, yes, um, yes. The original deal was it was Kraft Heinz, which is the name, of the, the full name of the company, which is based in Pittsburgh. Yes, so it was not, it's not named at the Heinz Ward, everybody. That's correct. No. I had people uh, say, you know, well, what is Hunt? No, it's not. Named or Robert Hines. Kraft. It's yeah, it's Heinz H I N E S, not H E I N Z. Right. But, um, how about this deal? So they signed a twenty-year, fifty-seven million dollar deal in 01. So that's it. It expired. It just yeah, expired. That, that's obsolete. Oh yeah, that's cheap, man. Yeah. For what the that's naming rights really are now. Really cheap. Yeah, it's like two hundred mil right now. Crazy. Yeah. So that's I think that, that's that's what um it, it, that's what um what they what they just paid for uh. For the link, right? 
Lincoln Financial paid like two hundred million or two hundred twenty million. Is that what it was? It? I, yeah, I didn't yeah. even see that. Yeah, unbelievable. But Crazy. yeah, so that that's going to be not one that that'll. Uh, it's going to take me a couple of years to get used to saying whatever you know, Acro Shore Stadium instead of Heinz Field. That's that's almost worse than the, the Commanders. Yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so that one's interesting. Andre Iguodala on his on a podcast said that uh, if Rashid Wallace was playing today, he'd be a top five player. Okay, not that crazy. But he also said he'd be better than uh, the Greek freak. Ooh. Had he wow. played today's game. Really? I love Rashid. Uh, Look, Rashid was a, was a phenomenal player. And uh, really, he's sort of an old school, fundamentally sound player. Yep. He wasn't better than the Greek freak. Sorry. Uh, I don't know about don't that one. So. Uh, hmm. Rashid was a, was a dominant force, strong, yeah. almost unstoppable. Once he put his put his head down and went to and attacked Iraq, uh, but saying he would have been better than a Greek freak, uh, I don't know about that one. I, I can't say that because I can't see him initiating the offense like the Greek freak does. Right, yeah. coast to coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'll yeah. initiate the offense. I, you know, I, I think that he brings um, the ball up. Yeah, right, right, right. And 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 she needed. The offense to initiate, become initiated, and then he'd take over after that. So, I mean, not saying he couldn't, but he never had to during his career. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I mean, he, she, man, he, you know, he was, he was a dominant player. He was a great player, but he didn't have to during those days. It was just a totally different league back then, you know. Yeah. Centers could dominate. And I think he was that transition from being the big shack like centers into the, more versatile wing stretch guys who could hit five, who could hit yeah. threes. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's like in that that tr- progression of, of of going into those type of guys. You know, he started. He was kind of around the start of that trend right then. Yeah, he was he was a hybrid. You know, like four or five. Uh, you <laughs> exactly. Know, he, he could do exactly. a lot of different things, but he's, <laughs> exactly. He's not yeah. a Greek freak. Yeah. But anyway, um, it, it would be a great player today. There's no doubt. Um, all right, a couple other things to to hit you with here. The um. So the Flyers are buying out Oscar Lindblom. Now that name might sound familiar to you guys because he right. he overcame cancer. Yeah. Amazing what the guy did to get back on the ice. Great story. Kind of a bummer, man. So they're they're basically trying to save money. So they're buying him out. They'll they'll he's, he's got like three point three million dollar buyout. And the theory is they're doing this to load up for Johnny Gaudreau. Is uh, essentially and, and how NHL free agency starts tomorrow. But that's what they're. That's what the thought is. Now the, the 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 kink in the armor here is his his present team, Gaudreau's present team, the Flames, apparently have put together like an insane eight year, ten million a year, which is high in the NHL uh, yeah. kind of deal. So you know it might be getting to the point where the Flyers can't even pull that trigger. It's that much money, and they've they're they're kind of setting themselves up to try to make moves. They also are trying to trade uh, JVR away to save up some money too um, and make some space. If if you're Johnny, would you want to come to the Flyers at this point? No, the the only <laughs> no for real. The but the only thing that they Flyers have going for him in that scenario is he's from the area. But right. but to answer your question, no, mm. I, no, I wouldn't. I mean, what, there's so much uncertainty right now. Yes, with this team and right, exactly. I yeesh. unless you you just hey look, I, I and no matter what, I want to play in front of my family for you know 41 games or whatever. I. I Maybe that just counters everything, and uh, but I wouldn't. 
I, you know, I don't think, you know, I, no, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm, I never wanted to play in St. Louis. I never wanted to play for the Rams or the well, no, too, why, too much pressure or like, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It just, it, it, it's easy to become um, not focused totally on, um, on the game when you, when you in your hometown, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, even though you can still have those same distractions, but I think it's amplified in the town that you grew up in. You know what I'm saying? It'd have been yeah. really hard for me to say a lot, no to a lot of guys that, you know, I, I grew up with who had a major part of me in the success that I had going up, you know, and I feel an obligation, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would tell a lot of my friends and family would say, Hey, if you find a way up, I'm not going to turn you away. I'll get you tickets. You know what I'm right. saying? You, you get up here, I'll make sure you're okay. Which was led to a lot of people not coming up because they just don't, you know, they want you to just set out everything. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by set out, they want you to fly them up there, put them up, give them tickets. What? what? Feed them. Really? Oh, yeah. they, what, they, they would, there oh, would be people yeah. that would ask you to do all, not just tickets, oh, yeah. fly yes. them out there. Yes. Yes. Come on, yes. man. Well, yes. See, I thought, I thought the, the initial reason, I thought the initial reason you were going to say you didn't want to play in St. Louis is because you would have family and friends coming out of the woodwork bugging you for tickets every week. Yeah, like you would never have any peace during the week. Yeah. There'd be constant calls or knocks at the door or whatever, like stuff that, like that. See, I can say no to that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, if you, I mean, if you, if you find yourself in a position where you know somebody that you know you're really close to, and there were situations where I said, all right, you know, like I said, bro, if you find your way up, right, I got you, I got you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about nothing. But it was commonplace for people to think that you know, all right, you know, he he's a millionaire now. Bro, I was never a millionaire. I was a thousandaire. Come on, you know? come on man. You I serious? was a thousandaire. I was never a millionaire. I was a thousandaire. You know, right. people want you to pay for their plane tickets and hotel accommodations. Yes, yes. Well, you no, want me to pay no. for you to get back to to, to California? No. You got to go back to. to no, I didn't coast. say. I didn't say pay for it. I said you could donate to the cause. <laughs> There's a difference. Go fund I didn't me. want you to. I didn't want to. I didn't want you to pay for it. D-Gun, go fund me. Just you know, pay D-Gun for the D-Gun. Back to the left coast. Yeah, to the Left Coast Foundation. <laughs> It's a very worthy cause. That's all I was go saying. Go gun to me. It's called. It's called go, gun <laughs> gun, go gun me. Yes. Yeah. I, that's. All, I didn't want you to pay for oh it. I'm not, God. I'm, not, I'm not that kind of friend. Uh, but I figure if you. If, but I figure if you. If you're a good friend, you wouldn't hesitate to donate to my cause. Yes. <laughs> if I was a good friend. Yeah. There yeah. you go. No pressure, Barry. Um, all right. So a couple other odds and ends here. Uh, birthdays. Him, I'll bail you out. Birthdays. I'll t- uh, frankly, it was not a great birthday day list. Okay. Oh, it wasn't? Uh, okay. No. Bill Cosby. Yeah. All right, Keep Pat. Moving. Keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Not much. Well, one of them is Lashawn one McCoy. Jello pudding pops. Bill Cosby was the commencement speaker at my graduation. Uh, oh, get Temple. out of here. Well, what? No kid. He did it every year at Temple. Yeah. Did he, he, did he, he offer it? Did he offer the graduating class pudding pops? <laughs> no, not that I know of. <laughs> um, Rob would say, no, I don't, I don't like those. I, I don't eat those. I do like pudding pops. They still make what? them? Jello oh, pudding pops? On, oh, I used to things were like nasty, that. man. They're good, oh, man. They're good. Um, but, yeah, it was at the convention center. I think it was the convention center. Yeah, for, from Temple. But he used to do it every year. He was a great commencement speaker. But, anyway, um, LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy's birthday. And okay, Gunner, yeah, Gunner and I were talking about him earlier, earlier, uh, Barry. I, the, there's a lot of plays from him, and the guy was an unbelievable player. But I guess the game that stands out to me is the snow game. And oh, I no question. Think about the snow game. You know the oh, Lions game? Out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 
Dude, I was standing on the field for that game, you know, and um, doing pregame hits. And it wasn't supposed to snow until later in the day. Was that right. Thanksgiving or something like that also? No, it, was, it wasn't Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, but, it wasn't Thanksgiving. But all of a sudden, at about 11 a.m., the sky opens up, and it's coming down like flakes big as Frisbees. It's just coming down, and the field gets covered quickly. And before you know it, you got to um, – you know, my goodness, almost a foot and a half, two feet of snow on the ground. And LaShawn McCoy goes nuts that game. He had like two, over 200 yards rushing. Yep. He just ran all over Detroit's defense that game. And people, you know, people were having snowball fights in the stands. Everybody was they blew Detroit out that game, didn't they? Yes, yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah. yeah, they did. It, uh, Foles was good in that game. Shady was ridiculous. I think Riley Cooper had a big game, actually, too. But yeah. anyway. Riley um, Cooper. Ish. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of those days where I so I was doing post game for WIP and I would always either if I if it was home game it was kind of 50 50 whether I go or not depending on what else I had but I would leave I would leave the press box at halftime because it was an easy ride I, it, we were at uh, fourth and market so I was going from South Philly to fourth and market which is nothing if I was at home watching the game I'd leave midway through the second quarter okay so I'm thinking Wow, this stuff is kind of crazy. It's coming down. It was unexpected, if you remember. Like Pico or uh, Pendot wasn't ready, and and the other, you know, New Jersey wasn't ready for it. So I left like halfway through the first quarter, that early. Don't that's, you know that's the, that's the guy you are, man? You <laughs> no, it didn't work. Aaron, I was late. The one and only time I've ever been late for the post game show was that day. No roads were plowed, so I'm. Moving at a pretty good speed too fast, as a matter of fact, down 95. I get pulled over. What? And the cop's like, dude, you have no business being on this road. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I got you. He's like, they're not even plowed. Like, I'm going to write you up. And I'm like, Ugh. I said, do you listen to WIP? And he said, yeah. Because I, I never do this. And I was like, <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, right, right. I'm doing the, I'm doing the post game show. My name is, and he's like, all right, all right, all right, follow me. I, I'm, we're going to get you through this. And he took me down 95 all the way to the Callow Hill exit. And wow. He, yeah, the guy was awesome. That's he, it was so really funny. nice of him to do. But the roads were awful. You couldn't move. Nothing was plowed. There was no, there was no salt drop, nothing, man, because they didn't expect it. It caught him out of off guard. Bro, it was I remember, crazy. Uh, I remember um, my rookie year. It was the end of my rookie year. We had just, we had just beat up on Detroit. And, like, we ended up – like the next day or two days later, jumping on a plane and flying to uh, flying to what was it? Um, flying to Florida because okay. of the, the snowstorm that came it was like three foot of snow. The snowstorm came and, and it, it locked Philadelphia down oh, for like wow. a week. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It was it was that bad. I mean, it was like a week, like three foot of snow. It was it was the worst snow they had. You know in like 20 years, man. Hmm. So oh, that, yeah, up. that was 96, I think, Barrett. Yeah, 96. So the end of 96. Thank goodness. That was the year before I got here. Yeah. It was the end of 95 and went into 96. And we played we, – we had just played uh, – we played the um, the Lions. We beat up on the Lions, and then we went down for a week to Florida. We, we practiced in Florida, which was mm-hmm. the worst field ever. I mean, guys were almost turning their ankles, you know, because we were on the practice field. It was like a high school, worse than a high school field. Right. And then we leave there, fly to Dallas, and we got absolutely smashed in that game. And I can remember, you know, like, what is going on? Well, Rodney Pete got knocked out the game, and 
Oh. Randall come in. Randall came in, and Randall hadn't been at practice at all. He missed the whole entire week of practice because he had just had his baby, and he didn't come back after the baby was born. He stayed down an extra two days, and all of a sudden he comes down. He doesn't know the game plan. He flies down the day of, doesn't know the game plan, and ends up, um, you know, not knowing what, what we were doing out there. And we just got slaughtered after that. I mean, and he said as much, Barrett. He said it. He said I didn't. I didn't really know the playbook. I didn't know the game plan. People went nuts. That, I think that was Randall's last – that was it. He, he stepped yeah. away after that. Yeah, he left He left us, and he's retired for, I think – He took 97 years. off, and then he came back in 98 and had the spectacular – could have been an MVP with the Vikings. With the Vikings, yep, yep. And got jobbed. Yeah, he should have been in the – they should have been great. in the Super Bowl. Kicker yeah. missed the kick. Yeah. Was it, wasn't it when he had uh, – he had Chris it's Carter and Randy – Chris Carter and Gary uh, – Randy Moss? Yeah. And it, Jake Carter. Right, right, and uh, Jake Carter. Was it Jake Carter? Who, who was that the other was I covered Gary Anderson in Pittsburgh. That Jake was Reed, Gary Jake Anderson. Reed. Jake Reed. Jake Reed. Yep, Jake Gary Reed. Anderson yep. didn't miss a field goal that year until that championship game. Oh, oh, he, that was game. My, he was my kicker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gary used to, I remember he's, he was a um he was West African. And yes. he had that little No, accent. no, no, no. South African. South. South African. Yeah, he was South African, African, yeah. And he's been like, hey, Brooksy. Saving that money, <laughs> yeah. Brooksy. He had that little he had the little voice like this when he talked. Nicest yeah. guy in the world. <laughs> yep, little yep, bitty yep. dude, too, but man, could he boot it, man? I mean, he that dude was dead on, man. And all of a sudden, you know, Vikings were favored to win that game, and they choked. I believe they lost it in overtime. Yeah. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, that's a shame, man. That that I thought it stinks for Randall because he 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 wins a Super Bowl, man. I I he's probably in the Hall of Fame. He's looked at completely yep. differently. He walks yep. on water in Philadelphia, which he does anyway. But yeah, it's too bad, man. It is too bad. Um, but yeah, I, that's the one. But back to what we we're talking about. That's the 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 snow game. Shady had a lot of big games for the Eagles, but that's the one that you, I don't know for for whatever reason. Like that sticks with me more than anything else. Are there are there other plays for you guys? No, that's that's the one I remember. That's that's the. One, I mean, he's had some great games, but that's the one that just sticks out. Is he a Hall of Famer? Later, man. Is he Who? a Hall of Famer? Lashawn McCoy? No. no, I don't no. think he is either. No. Well, I mean, he, no. what he had, he had. He's got like 6,500 yards here. Uh, yeah. He's an Eagles Hall of Famer. He's the all-time leading yeah. rusher. Yeah. So you when know, he's like 60, I mean, how many to, you know, a running back that should be in his numbers, his numbers, the click he should be in Ricky Waters, man. A hundred percent. You know, his numbers say he should be in. Um, He just, he messed up the first game in Philadelphia. He just couldn't recover from it. When he said for who, for what he just, I can remember when he said it. Cause I didn't know the magnitude of what he had said. Yeah, I knew he said for who for what, but I didn't really understand the magnitude of how this city worked until I heard him say that and how they treated it from that point on. Ricky Waters is twenty fourth on the all time rushing list right now. Um, he also Lock- caught a lot of passes too. Yeah, Lashawn McCoy is twenty second. Um, when you look at when you look at some of the r- running backs, are good. yeah, Jim Taylor. At eighty five hundred yards, he's in the Hall of Fame. That's a whole different era. Larry Zonka yeah. had eight thousand eighty one yards, Hall of Famer. Less games, but Terrell. Yeah. See, the one I never understood was Terrell Davis. He shouldn't be in. Terrell Davis had a career total of I just lost him here seven thousand six hundred seven yards, all he with Denver. Yeah, he only yeah. played from ninety five to two thousand one, yet he got in the Hall of Fame. I don't understand that either, man. I never he should understood not that be one. in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Like, how yeah. did he sneak in, man? Like Ricky, Ricky went over a thousand rushing his rookie year, uh, and then he did it one, two, three, four, five, six more times after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, <laughs> receiving his receiving yards are good too, man. And you know, I, I, I I'm with you, Barrett. I, I think he should have some consideration, man. But I, I don't think it's going to happen for him. Who those years he was with me? Yeah, he was with you, ninety-five to ninety-seven. Yeah, yeah, he, but I don't. He's he he's not even talked about, man. No. What about Charlie mm. Garner? What, how many yards is Charlie? What is Charlie Garner on that list? Oh my goodness! Uh, I, I just know he just blew up he, once he left us and went to uh when he San went to Frank. the 49ers and then the he went to uh the Raiders. He blew up, man. They used him the way he was supposed to be used. Chuck, can Chuck, you, can you find Garner on this list? Oh my! And they got like a hundred running backs on this list. I'll, I'll give you his numbers. You want his stats? Yeah. I, Barrett, he has no chance. I mean, he, he went over 1,000 rushing twice. Oh, okay. Oh, here uh, he is. Yeah, he's got he's got 7,000 yards. He's 7,097 yards combined with four different teams. He played 11 seasons. He is 65th on the all-time rushing list. Yeah, good career. But yeah. I, yeah. yeah. No, he's not getting in the Hall of Fame. He couldn't stay healthy too early with the Eagles. Right, um, right, right. You know, right. he he played like ten games, then fifteen. Well, not not terrible, but there there were two seasons with the Eagles where he missed at least six games. So yeah. that that didn't help him early. But you're right. He he was like he had that second act, man. When he was with the Raiders and the Niners, they they yeah, did they got the best out of him. All right, we got to roll, boys. So we're back at it tomorrow, same time, same time, twelve to three Eastern. We keep it rolling. Uh, don't go anywhere. The National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Of course, I want to thank Xander Krause, our producer. Thanks to all of you, all of you who streamed, all of you who are listening, all of you in the comment section. We appreciate you. Guys, good job. Looking forward to hanging out with you again tomorrow. Nice work. I'll try to be on the whole show tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, Hopefully no technical issues. Yeah, yes. Nobody kicks a wire or anything tomorrow. Exactly. Either. All right. So we'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.